Coming to you from the wild, wild western side of San Antonio. Not for the last time. Nope. No, I hope not. I hope we got one more in us. This is the Smoking Guns Podcast. Uh, I am Philip Higginbotham. I'm joined, as always, by R.C. Woods. Hello, hello, hello. Leo Yamas. What's up, Gunslinger fans? And we got all kinds of guests for you today. Um, as we finish up the first season of the Gunslingers, we got three guests. We've got uh, Hector Garcia. What's up, guys? We got Jason Torres. Hello, hello. And Jonathan Young. Hello, hello. All sitting down and talking with us about this first Gunslinger season, what we might expect in the second Gunslinger season. I think we'll get into the game from Sunday a little bit um, and just kind of discuss where we're at and where we're going. Um, If you don't know what you're listening to, (laughs) surprise, (laughs) we're the Smoking Guns Podcast. We're a podcast that deals specifically with football, Mm -hmm. football around Texas, football in San Antonio, Football in San Antonio centered around the San Antonio gunslingers of the question mark. Big question Which mark. league? <laughs> <laughs> the greatest thing to happen to San Antonio football ever. 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 Uh, you can join us online most nights. Mm-hmm. We're online tonight. This, uh, what is this, Wednesday night? It Wednesday. is Wednesday, the 9th. Yeah, Wednesday the 9th. Uh, should be out first thing in the morning. I hope I'm going to get it edited and put out first thing in the morning. So everybody that isn't joining us can hear, but hopefully you're online. I have faith in you, Phil. Hanging out with us. About 20 people hanging out with us right now online. And uh, it's time to talk about Gunslingers football because uh, the season, for all intents and purposes, is over. Yes, it is. Boo. Sad. I mean... I'm crying. I mean, all things end sometime. Yep. So that's not a surprise. And for that matter, we all kind of knew that this final game in North Texas was probably the end. Um, so it's not a surprise that the season is over at this point, but we certainly didn't end on the the best note The note we wanted to end on, I don't think. Yeah, I got to say something just say on that. You are no longer allowed to play that song, Philip. Which one? <laughs> the, the one, one that says you suck? I won't play it. <laughs> because I don't care what the final score was. We're still great, and you still suck. <laughs> I don't care what the final score was. That's not the way fandom works. Look, I've been a Dallas Cowboys fan for 25 years. I've learned real. it's real easy to go, ah, that doesn't matter. We're still great. No, I'm going to play the song anytime I want. If, that is, if, if the football gods hate me, it is yeah. what it is. All I'm saying, two times we play that song on the show, and, two and times we have lost. two losses. Uh, <laughs> or only losses. That's you true. could point to a lot of other things. In fact, why true. don't we do that <laughs> while we're here and talk a little bit about Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, I guess, in yeah. the NITEC Center in North Richland Hills. San Antonio Gunslingers take on the North Texas Bulls. I use the word take on loosely, I guess. Uh, no. It was not the game... We expected? Uh, no, it's not the game I expected. If you listened last week, I expected us to, to put win. together a much better showing than we had. Although, um, while it's not what I expected, I can't say that I'm terribly surprised either. Okay. Like, that was, in my mind, a way this could go. North Texas is not a bad football team. No, they're not. I agree, but I will say one thing. Um I know I was talking uh, earlier with with Jason and and I would uh, I I am of the sentiment that 
we did more, we, I say we, the gunslingers, did more to beat ourselves than the North Texas Bulls did to take that game from us. We, we helped them statement. out quite a bit. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, it... When you look at the game itself, a couple of bad turnovers and a couple of bad, um, like, transition. I don't know what you'd call them. Transition touchdowns. The the punt, uh, kick return for a touchdown yeah, at the beginning of the game. Special teams was the bad. The fumble return for a touchdown uh, in the third quarter. Two big moments. You take both of those away, uh, which are just kind of fluke plays to begin with. You take both of those away, it's a six-point game. Well, I want to back up just a little and that bit. That changes everything. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Okay, so one thing that I think affected the game that maybe people know, maybe they don't know, there was a change in the date. Some people, we were going to play the fifth, and then they changed it to the sixth, right? Now I'm going to ask the owners, how did that affect yeah. the players? Were there any players that were affected because they changed the date? Yes. And do you Definitely. think that could have changed? Who who did it affect, and like, how do you think that affected? could have affected the game? Uh, Kali Rashad, yeah. Definitely. Major weapon on That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, because they changed the date, and that uh, when did they change the date? Because I know on one schedule it had the fifth, and then they changed it to the sixth, and then there was a difference on the time. And then, so he already had additional plans? He did. He did. He had, he had plans to go out of town for his uh, birthday. Oh, okay. So he was going out of town to Jamaica uh-huh. to live it up and date came in and he was like well I, th- I thought the game was on the fifth right and i'm supposed to leave and, and fly out on the sixth man and uh yeah was there any other player that that also had plans <clears throat> and the date really messed it up no no that was it Kali Rashad. okay and so he's a big factor in that's the game. a big yeah i mean you that's know, a big I loss mean, it's a big loss it's a big loss offensively and mm-hmm. on the special team one thing that i brought up uh before we went on the air to leo was I wonder how much of a factor it was for our guys going into that playing condition with something else completely in mind. You know, these guys, yes, we watch North Texas play week after week, and we know that they play on the red turf and the inflatable. Mm -hmm. And then we're brought into this situation last minute where it's like, this is the turf you're playing on. You're literally going into hockey walls. The rules change at the last minute. Yes, the ball is live if mm-hmm. it bounces off the plexiglass. You know, so there was a lot of mitigating factors that I wonder how much affected our guys that they were not typically accustomed to. So, I mean, at, th- at this point, it, it could, there's a lot of what ifs, but I mean, we're, you know, we're obviously past that point. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Don't get mad at me. Don't yell at me, but. Yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like excuses to me. Like that, I mean. It is what it is. Situations change, and I understand that, and that's that's an issue. Um, but sometimes you just have to rise above those things. And right. in this kind of situation, um, gee, we didn't know we were playing on green turf. We thought it was going to be red. <laughs> uh, you know, no, it was the type of turf. But yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. And I did. I saw some players had to switch out shoes. Yep. Um, Joey Fisher, I think, specifically had to like call up into the crowd and and. You know, have somebody throw some shoes down to him. Um, so I get that. I mean, I mean, I do. Um, Leo, you got to enjoy the game for the first time. Both of y'all yes. did. Yeah, we did. We both did. Talk a little bit about that experience for you. 
So I've just got my voice back today. Right. Wow. So yep. that was one one thing. I mean, I literally had no voice Saturday night and all through Monday. I could but Saturday night speak. was before the game. Uh, or Sunday, Sunday night. night. Okay, Sorry. I was Sunday like, oh my God. He meant Sunday night. Okay. Sunday well, night. singing that you're referring to. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he doesn't. You he really, has no idea what you're talking really about. He really doesn't. No recollection. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, it was it was a, a good experience. I, I, I had you know I did enjoy watching from the stands. I I will give it to the Gunslingers posse out there because one thing that made it exceptionally fun, despite you know the results and what happened, was we had a really good turnout of Gunslinger yeah. fans that made That's the great. trip up there. Uh, you know, I would say at least half the bleachers, if not a little bit more. And then the half of the bleachers that we took was probably more full yeah. than, than the other side. I mean, we had a presence there, um, and it was loud, and it was rowdy. You know, uh, the the guy that they had there like how was kind of like engaging the crowd and doing stuff and was doing like the cheers with yeah, both sides. Yeah, they're hype, man. They're hype talk guy. about this, dude. Yeah, I know. Uh-oh. I know. <laughs> so, yeah. He, he, um, he, you know, they did the whole, you know, gunslinger fans, us cheering against them and I think we were definitely louder like every single time. Yeah, it felt like it. So, if the crowd was, you know, to be a factor in that game, um, it definitely was, even though it was a home game for the Bulls, the crowd uh, being there for the gunslingers should certainly have evened that out a bit, you would think. Um, but it was it was fun because uh, there was a lot of a lot of gunslinger fans there, and we got to sit next to some because c- we were right on the edge, like in the middle of the field. Right. Yeah. And we and credit to them, we got to sit next to some North Texas fans, and they were uh, very welcoming. They were okay. they were they, oh, were, yeah. they were good. Yeah. Good fans, good football fans. There was not any nonsense going on there. No, oh, not good. at all. Yeah. I sat right next to a lady with her two kids that play soccer there in the night to our soccer uh, hockey in the Nitec Center, and they came over for the first game that was there. So they came over for the second game because they had such a great time. The first game, um, North Texas fans, um, you know, for what it was, and uh, I had to spend a lot of time explaining things because she's like, "Why? Why?" Why are we not playing football? And I'm like, that's a great question. You need to ask those guys in striped shirts why we're not playing football and why they're standing there talking in the middle of the field. But that's something that we've all come to accept, just accept yeah. as part of the game, as part of the American Arena League game, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, let's talk about this hype man. I thought he did a great job um, really? with his job, Uh-oh. with what his job was. Uh, it's not his fault that the... Uh, audio system was absolutely atrocious. Like that, there's nothing that guy can do about that. Right. Um, and it was. It was awful. Anytime he turned his microphone on, it was feeding back, and it. it but that's not on him. Um, I thought he was doing what he could to engage the crowd. However, at the beginning of the game, I feel like he didn't even know he was going to have to do it just because of the way it happened. He sang the national anthem. Oh yeah. wow! That's the guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. That was tough. That was, was rough. I mean, borderline rough. disrespectful. <laughs> I, there, there's a point where you're like, if that's all you're going to do, let's just skip it, maybe. Um, which I don't know that that's any less disrespectful, but he was trying. He wasn't attempting to mess up on purpose, but he would mess up and and, and apologize mid-song. He, yeah, he... he 
He was he was a, a, a comedian. I mean, not I don't know by profession, but right. I, that, that what he was trying to do throughout the show. He was being a performer, right? And he kept that persona while seeing the national anthem. So when he messed up, he made a joke of it, you know. And some people thought that may have been disrespectful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. It 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 didn't. I didn't go that far in my mind. I was just like kind of like wow. It was right. But at the same time, I was like, well, I mean, he's just he's doing what he's here to do, which is entertain. Right. Maybe they could have picked someone else to sing the anthem, but you know, he was he... the one singing the anthem, so that was his that was his version of it. No, the person who sang our anthem was amazing. Do you remember her name? Anybody? Owners. Which time we had five games. Well, here in San Antonio... Uh, yeah, we had five of those. Well, the female that was... She was I think she was consistent, person. though. Yeah. Oh, was it yeah. the same yeah. person? I want to yeah. say it was the same person. But yeah, she's she, actually a teacher at uh, and friends with Adriana. Oh, okay. okay. So, she sang very well. Oh, yeah. And it was no, beautiful. It was beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, Leonard Harris noticed... Uh, no, he noticed the song being uh. messed up. <laughs> it was... I mean, it was noticeable. And uh, I was sitting next to my father. My father's almost 70... Uh, he's a good old boy kind of guy, and he was upset. Um, he, he didn't like it at all. Like oh, he really? thought it okay. was—he thought it was incredibly disrespectful. Mm. Um, I could understand it. Yeah, but it is what it is. I agree. Uh, do you? Yeah. I, I mean, definitely. To be fair, and I want to be fair, it felt like that just got tossed on him because before he did it, he's like, oh, really? And then he said, does anybody here know how to sing? He, he did ask, yeah. Uh, I, oh. I think that that got tossed on him at the last minute. And if that's the case, like, that's not really on him. He's just, you know, reverting to what he does, which is exactly what you're saying. He's a, he's a comedian. Comedian. He's a hype band. He's he, just, you know, that's who he is and that's the gear he's in and what he was expecting to do at the game. He was reading it from his, his phone. I did notice that. Oh, really? Saying, <laughs> reading it. So, um, okay, so maybe not his worse. fault. No, I mean, so maybe not his fault, but still, um, that's something that I think he tried to put too much hip hop on some parts. <laughs> It's just something yeah. as an organization, and you guys have been through this at yeah. this point. It's something you have to think about as an organization and have something lined up for. Yeah. It feels like maybe they didn't or whatever they had lined up uh, wasn't through. there, fell maybe. through, maybe. Uh, didn't show up. It was a big day in Dallas. I don't know that any of us were tra- – any of y'all were tracking it. I was. It was game seven of the Mavericks Clippers. Yep. Um, Rangers game. So, mm. And there was a Rangers game going on, so – uh, if you had somebody set up there and they were like, nah, I want to go watch the Maverick game because they're going to beat Kawhi, which they didn't, um, then, <laughs> you know, maybe um, something like that happens. You guys know, um, just like I do, that people jump out of those things, those commitments, and there's not really anything you can do. Um, on a whole, I liked the venue for the most part. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't bad, yeah. I mean... I mean, they were playing on a lacrosse field with some chalk lines, but you know, I, I think we've we've played on worse, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, <laughs> I think I think it was uh, something that was not planned. Like I think the, even the North Texas Bulls going right. into the week thought they were going to be playing on on in the other. Yeah. So side, tell us about. So. There's actually two different places to play, and I think everybody kind of thought we were going to wind up in the larger arena area, and that didn't happen. Is that right? Correct. Um, so the story goes with that is I guess a t- volleyball team 
for whatever reasons they got kicked out don't know the details and that was actually the original place where North Texas was going to play originally they said no unfortunately that team they had to take everything out that same day so they were like surprises we're going to be playing now so it, it, it caught us by surprise but right so it was like the backup of the backup. Wow. Because really, the Nitec Center as a whole was kind of a backup for them. Yes. That's well, not where they started the season. Yeah, no. I honestly thought, first of all, that place is big. I mean, I was surprised how big it was. When yeah, I it's a nice in, place. And then, you know, you the first time you walk in, you're looking at the right side, and you see that enormous hockey with both sides, bleachers all the way to the top. Yep. I thought that was where we were going to play. Right. And then, no, it was the other one the one that was not allowed to be played on right and then no of course that was where they played uh austin wilde and who else uh the bobcats yeah and then yeah like just as we said it's just we just kept moving back and more back and that was it i was like okay well so the game itself uh what do you feel like made the difference we played this game three we played this team three times now um, and we've played them competitively, and to be fair, we, we haven't. Um, unfortunately, this last game, we, we didn't, for the most part, play competitively. What makes the difference? Like, what, what uh, is it something that North Texas was doing in your mind, or was it something that we weren't doing? Like, what was the difference? So, my opinion, I, that's a pretty hard question for me to answer. But I can tell you that our guys, anytime we played the Dallas, uh, the North Texas Bulls, I'm sorry, they gave it 100%. I, I can guarantee you that. Um, one thing that I experienced for the first time, and I actually got to literally just be there and see the emotion and see what the guys really go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, you know, I, I know in our home games, I wasn't as involved to be where the guys were, the group, to just soak it all in to see what they're going through their emotions how they're you know you know just how they're feeling with all their emotions with the games and what's going on and i actually enjoyed it because i honestly i felt their frustration i mm-hmm. felt the, their anger i know for a fact the guys felt like we're way better than this right, right. we are way better than this and I felt that, like, like, oh my god, like, this, I, I don't, I was puzzled, honestly. I was like, what is going on? Like, we, I know for a fact that our guys are ten times better than that, and I'm gonna say it. Right. You know, I tip my hat off. They won. The better team won. I'm not taking that away from them, but knowing the fact that I know what we have, and I know exactly what team our coaches built. There was, there's no way in my head. I'm still, I guess, I'm still trying to fight. The reality that we lost. Sure. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. no, honestly, it's uh, no, we should have not lost. It's, we were yeah. way better. But I, sorry, I, I was going to say just kind of reiterate what you say. I think that's what makes this um, loss kind of sting that much more. Because you said I agree with you. The better team won. The better team mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. They were the better team that day. Absolutely. They were if. if if you would say, you know, what we know of, of, of the team and the ability of each team, 
you know, I, I, I couldn't say that for sure the North Texas Bulls are, are the better team, but that day they were. Um, so the frustration is, is there for the fans, you know, you as owners, the players. I mean, we saw it on the field. We saw the whole thing with, you know, where some, some heated exchanges between the teams, <laughs> uh, a, a, a little bit of some questionable things going on, and then some retaliations, you know, David Anzaldua. Um, oh, yeah. His, his retaliation on something that was totally uncalled for, uh, you know, his emotions took the better of him, and he made a decision to, to retaliate, which ended up costing the team some, uh, yes. mm-hmm. you know, considerably. David Anzaldu is a, a key player on, on the line there. He mm-hmm. is. He so really is. Um, uh, you definitely saw that frustration in the field. I, being in the stands, I, I heard it with the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we were having a good time, but there was ever that frustration there where we just kept waiting for that moment where we were going to – we were going to see the the gunslingers that we had come accustomed to seeing come back yeah and 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 do that and and they had their moments there there was some some moments but uh there was just seemed to be a lot going up against us uh i see leonard harris mentioning the bad calls lots of questionable things going on as far as the officiating but the that's something season. that that's something that I'll, we've seen the whole season right. i'll tell you though in north texas specifically the games mm-hmm. i've watched that have happened in North Texas with that same white hat. He's always the one that does the North Texas games. Uh, I don't want to call it home cooking, or I don't want to call it cheating, but I'll call it home cooking. Uh, It seems like the number of calls always benefits North Texas. Yes. I'll agree with that. I would agree with that 100%. Now, that being said, there's nothing that we can do about that one way or the other. You just have to kind of rise above that, unfortunately. You can only control what you can control. Um, And that's one thing we always tell the guys. Well, not myself, but I do hear the coaches tell them, expect the unexpected from the the referees. Just play your game. Let it go. Move on. Fast memory. Go to the next play. But, yeah, there's – myself and Jonathan were right there where the the, one of the interceptions happened at the end zone third quarter mm-hmm. towards the end and we are literally over the wall and we see the ball fog he gets up he's a i guess he's a great actor he played it great because as soon as he got it he started running with the ball on top of his head and the referee's like all right interception and right. i mean to say the least mm-hmm. i lost it jonathan lost it we're like are you serious guys yeah. like yeah. It, it, it literally touched the ball but again our guy catches the ball and in daylight, I was able to go back to the video to see it, and he has it. Yes. But, okay, great. So I'll say this now. Um, <laughs> Javier just popped in and said that man, Victor Man, head coach of the North Texas Bulls, <laughs> is a cheater. <laughs> um, I would never go that far as to call somebody a cheater. However, I've noticed, not just in games against San Antonio, but any game I've watched North Texas play, and I'm interested to watch them play here in a few weeks up in Charlotte, Victor Man is the most uh, talkative to the refs official or the coach I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Like he will pull them aside and bog down a game like nobody's business. He does it in every single game. He finds a reason to get in their ear and just talk and talk and talk. He's done it in San Antonio twice. He did it there at North Texas and I've watched him in all of their other games. Like I, I don't want to call that cheating because the officials ultimately should be able to say, hey, you need to go back to your sideline. We need to play football. But they never and they don't that. do that. And he takes advantage of that. But, but he does it every I, single time. I think, that, it, oh, go ahead. I, th- I think it's more of him working the officials 
Oh, it definitely, yeah. And and that, and that's part of the game. Uh, you want your coach to work the officials, but but getting back to your point on what what I felt as though was the the change of the game and why we started off the way we did. Um, I think historically, I think we might have been the first team that had ever scored on the North Texas Bulls on our first drive. Um, so we were pretty hype about that. Mm-hmm. And I think the momentum swung as soon as we kicked off and uh, they had the kickoff return. Yeah. yeah. It, we lost the momentum. And then I, if I remember correctly, the following drive was when they ruled that Isaiah didn't catch the touchdown. And right. I think that was fourth. Yeah. It was on fourth, fourth down. down. He clearly caught it. Um, Looked like a catch to me. Clearly caught it. <clears throat> we were down at the other end and we saw him. We were the, like touchdown. And yeah. then when they took like 30 seconds to deliberate, right. and you're standing right there, and we see it from 40 yards downfield. I mean, come on. Uh, that the, that uh, was a swing there. The other, tough, opportunity tough break, I, yeah. the other opportunity I thought we had to climb back in it was uh, we got an interception uh, – after scoring, we had scored on the previous possession, and then we got that interception right down near the end zone. We've yeah. got the opportunity uh, past half field to uh, get down there and score some points and, and shorten up the lead a little bit, and that was the fumbled snap that got returned for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the I mean, at that point, looking back on it now, that's kind of the point where, wow, this, yeah. this is done. It just uh-huh. seemed every time we had a big play, we just – Next play, we shot ourselves in the foot. The turnovers were big. Oh, my. Yeah. Turnovers yeah. hurt. Mm-hmm. They did. Um, Too many turnovers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can't turn the ball over against a good team. You can turn the ball over against bad teams and still win. Yeah. You can't turn over the ball against good teams and expect to win. Not three times. Four times. And, and, and I think consistently, the turnovers, you know, really set us apart. But like you said, uh, you can have turnovers against a bad team. Uh, we played Mississippi the week before. We had a couple of turnovers. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. We were able to circumvent that and come yeah. back and, and do what we had to do to win the game. Uh, but against a good team on the road, you can't you can't yeah. allow yourself to get that many turnovers and expect to win. Right. Right. That's true. Alba what? jumps in and says that 77, that's Ansel Dua, was just defending Roller. That's true. She's not wrong. But yeah. you still can't take a swing at a player on the field. As soon as he did it, I didn't have to see – the referee throw his oh, hat we, down. We knew he as was soon going, as he yeah. took the swing. I said, "Well, he's gone for the day." Yeah, that's it. I didn't see anything. That's all. I, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw he, it pretty clearly. <laughs> to, to 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 Ansel do his defense. Um, not that like Philip, there was no question once once they, they it was seen what was going to happen. He he! I think he kind of thought he might be able to get away with it without being seen. Like there wasn't any eyes on him, but because there were some players between him and the official that made the call, but the time that he did it at, the the official was was able to see it, and we saw it from our side, and and it was in retaliation to a cheap shot. Yeah, that for was sure. done on Caleb Roller. Certainly, and they did end up calling that against against uh, them, but. That player wasn't ejected, and Ansel Dua was. But again, David being six, what six 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 seven? I mean, honestly, I seen that video over mm-hmm. and over and over, and I see everybody else is six foot five eight. I'm like, yeah, they, they saw that. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna see. You. They're gonna see. You. They, they saw that. Like I say, I did not see the ref throw his hat until I went back and watched the video. But as soon as he put that forearm out. Yeah, and made contact with the other player. I was like, "Well, that's the end of his day." And it was a forearm. Yeah, 
not a punch. No, yeah. Which no, nothing against the 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 guy calling the 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 broadcast for the North Texas Bulls. I know he's a great guy, but right away he said, "We just had a punch, a straight out punch." And when I heard that on the play by play, I was like, "That's not a punch. That's a forearm." There yeah. is a difference between the two. It was a um, palm. Heat of the moment, and you know he's yeah. calling it for yeah. his team. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, we would have called it differently uh, had we been calling it. We would have called it something else. But all I'm saying is, if David Enns will do it once to punch somebody, then <laughs> you would punch him. You, yeah, you'll you know would, it's yeah. a punch. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that uh, playing them three times, and it might be one of those circumstances where it's like the camel, the straw that broke the camel's back, because it's not like it's an isolated incident. This has been consistent. Yeah, among all three games. Um, right. There was even an instance where one of the linemen, I think, was like literally pressing down Armand in the middle of the field after his route and holding him there. Right. Yeah. Ref walks by, doesn't say anything, and it's right. like, all right, we'll, well see where this is going. You know, I will say, you know, we've said before that the better team won, but they're not the better professionally. I mean, like, Absolutely the way not. they carry themselves is horrible. Even when they do score, there's a lot of taunting, but taunting to the fans. And mm-hmm. I can say, yeah, I didn't um, get that. I didn't like, get that. You know, they. I remember when they were here when they threw the finger at us. That they did. They did know? taunt the fans. Mm-hmm. And so I did not I like that. that. So you know, they may be the better team, but professionally, I don't see it at all. I mean, I can say for our gunslingers, and I'm very proud that when we score, we high high five each other. You know, but not taunting the fans. I mean, that's just too much. I don't. That's what I really didn't like. And if about anybody that could, right. if anybody could taunt the fans and pound their chest. Uh, Nico, when he catches a touchdown and rolls, like runs over his defender. It's <laughs> beautiful. It was right in front of you guys. Yeah. Where he yeah. just puts a forearm in his chest and runs right over the guy. For like six yards. Yeah. He dragged him for six yards. Would have been down. the time that you could pound your chest right. and, and, and make a big deal. And about our it. team doesn't do that. We're our very our guys, we have character guys on our we team. We do. They, w- they would not do something like that. But okay. it's weird because the owner of that team... He's a very, very religious man. Right. And it's, I love the way he cares himself. He's a very class act gentleman. When we talk, it's nothing but respect. So it's, it, it just, it's mind boggling knowing the fact that how his personality doesn't reflect the team at all. Like, right. You, right. You see both and they're like, man, this is really apple and oranges. Like, what is here? Like, for us, I'm, I'm proud to say, yes, our gunslinger, our players are, very well mannered. They know at the end that there's consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, we make it known, guys. You act probably you're a professional. This is not right. semi-pro. Very and professional. If you are thinking that mentality, then it's time to go. And they know we're not playing at the end of the day. You right. you, you you cross that line, and then it's time to go. Mm-hmm. You know. So well, let's take a break right there. We've talked about sad stuff long enough. Uh, it was what it was. We went and played a game. We lost. Um, you don't win them all. You'd like to. Uh, is there nine and zero on the back of this? Oh yeah, jersey what to that? No. on the back of this. What uh, there? No, this that's probably a good call in high tide. <laughs> yeah. Well, just uh, a six around. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's like, true. And you know, a sharpie with the two. two. We can yeah. Um, we'll finish the season at six and two. North Texas moves on to seven and one, and uh, everything aligns, and they're going to go play in Charlotte. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. We're going to take a break real quick. When we get back, though, we're going to talk about the future. Not only the future for North Texas, them going to play Charlotte, but really what the future looks like for the Gunslingers. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, We'll be right back after this. Stick right here.
Smoking Guns Podcast, Philippine Motham, R.C. Woods, Leo Yamas, Hector Garcia, Jason Torres, uh, Jonathan Young, uh, Chess is back there. We, we got everybody here. And we yeah. got the puppy. We got Reggie. Um, we could actually take the field right now and play if we <laughs> wanted to. It wouldn't be pretty. I call center. <laughs> <laughs> I call cheerleader. Um, so... It is what it is. Uh, we don't win on Sunday, and that's the end of our season. And we thought that was the end of everybody's season. Uh, but then Monday or Tuesday, I guess it was Tuesday afternoon. Was it Tuesday? It might have been Monday. The news drops that North Texas is going to drive up to or, ch- or travel up to Charlotte and take on the Thunder. What do you guys think about uh, the way that come to- came together? I was under the impression that there was a good, there wasn't going to be a game because when we spoke to them prior to the game ending on Sunday, who's them? Uh, the Bulls. North Texas. We, okay. we were talking to the coaching staff. Um, it was like in between plays, and uh, Charlotte had reached out to us. Had we won, mm-hmm. and said all we have available is this upcoming Saturday. So it would have been six days after we played against North Texas. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that can make that turnaround in, in six right. days and book plane tickets and hotel and everything right so we were like had we won we were like that that's out of the question and they said well that's all we have available same thing north texas says they were like oh yeah they want to play us next week and uh they were like that's not going to happen and then here we are on facebook we find out it's been agreed upon for june 26 so it's like nah. they have their they had their little conversation and did whatever they did which it's whatever they won, so right. You know, I mean, they get the opportunity to do that because they won. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah. My my voiced opinion. I told Hector, and he agreed. We're pulling for North Texas just because. I was going to ask this. So this is such an interesting thing to me. I asked uh, Leo and RC when we found out about this. Like, as gunslingers fans or gunslingers folks, who do you pull for? Like Texas. My my, my Texas. vote is Texas. It's I mean, Texas. the, the, the team Texas. that beat us. I would love to obliterate. Charlotte, because I've been adamant since the beginning that Charlotte, although despite Todd saying that they're a good team and they're high caliber and all of that, I don't I'm feel just like... I'm not sure who they played. Like, that, their schedule has been weak, weak, mm-hmm. weak. The Seems only, like a lot of cream buffs. But. The, yeah, the only type or the only team that even comes close, minutely close, is Tampa Bay. Um, but again, that game, I believe their quarterback was out right. and they were battling some injuries and stuff like that. So I don't see... Uh, quality teams playing them, such as ourselves or right. North Texas. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see June 26th. But I am pulling for North Texas to, to spank them by. I, I say I'm going to call it now. I'm going to say 14-plus points. Wow. What What do you think, Jonathan? So kind of what these guys alluded to. Uh, they haven't played anybody. Mm-hmm. I've been adamant saying that Texas football is king. Uh, I believe that North Texas has the talent to – to, to beat them. Uh, I'm looking at some games that they played. They played Mississippi, and Mississippi put up 33 points on them or something like that. Uh, yeah, they, and Mississippi has not got that kind of offense no, that should be no, putting those don't. kind of points on you. So, no. you know, there was a lapse somewhere that they were able to score that many points on, on that defense. So I'm looking forward to North Texas going down there and, and representing Texas and, and putting on a show. Hector? How do you feel? Because this team, uh, the Charlotte Thunder, is actually owned by a couple of guys that you're a big fan of, right? Oh, it's uh, – to say the least, I wish it was me going up there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just so I can give a big hug to Thomas Davis and, you know, have him sign a couple of jerseys. And, you know, anyways, that's a different story. 
No, uh, I'm not a sore loser. Um, like I said, the, the best team won that day, that day. Right. So my hats go off of them. It's just, honestly, just hearing the guys talk about it, I'm, I'm in the same boat as they are. Uh, I'm rooting for Texas. Not the Bulls. Right, Texas. 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 Yeah. I get you. you know, I get you on the same so way. There is something to be said for the fact that if North Texas goes up and just owns the Thunder, then we will be able to say the only team that beat the champions was the San Antonio Gunslingers. We're the only ones that gave them a run for their money at any I, point. I can take that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yeah I, I agree with that. I mean, at one point, a, an all-star team of North Texas players got together and played the Bulls in the Bobcats. Mm-hmm. Uh, my understanding is that that was that was a uh, a team that got pulled together from several different areas and kind of um, not a cream puff kind of team. And North Texas struggled for three quarters, but put them away in the end. And we're the only team. Yeah, that, and we that, kept it competitive every single time. Mm, I mean, it's sure. not like they just so. blew us yeah. out. Yeah. You know. So go Texas. Yeah, yeah. I, I, agree. I agree. And and uh, on the, the subject of the game happening between these two teams, I wasn't surprised because we know when the uh, AAL made the announcement that they weren't going to have the you know the playoff schedule uh, past the uh, division uh, championships, um, it left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. You know that, that's that that's kind of like not what the competitive organizations wanted to hear. So it wasn't surprising that these two teams would put something together like that. And even, you know, you said they reached out to you guys. If Had we won, then the same thing might be happening with, with us. What did surprise me, though, was on their announcement on Facebook, the significantly large AAL logo on the announcement being that because it's this, the AAL championship, I but, mean, but it's, but the AAL it? isn't doing is they're not they're not sponsoring it. Though. They're not. Right. They're not no, doing anything that. to make this game happen. Uh, I understand. That, that was that kind of surprised me because I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to me personally I wouldn't have wanted to put that logo on there. To say the least, I, <laughs> this past three weeks have been very interesting, and in he- hearing y'all's opinion, the guys know that I've been in and out of conversations. Uh, as soon as the news broke out that there was no playoffs. I wish I were there with me to see my phone, how fast it started just ringing and ringing and ringing. And then every team... But you, but you made that decision. Oh, that's what that's the, what according to the That's what the American <laughs> Arena Football League told everybody, is that the owners made that decision. Made that decision. Didn't we call each other? Right. Like You spoke to them? Because I was like, I didn't talk to them. I know I'm a twin, and I'll talk to my brother if he's the one that actually went and made the decision. Sure. For me. I don't know. But no, uh, all seriousness... It, it, I just got tired of it, honestly. Um, they were calling me, hey, did you hear this? Did you hear that? I was getting called by Todd. Hey, they're saying that this team is going to have the championship. This game is going to – it became so frustrating because I had no answers to to the questions. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, did you know that you're going to – you uh, for, for example, big example, and I'll throw it out there, the Raptors, uh, I don't know who they are, but the supposedly – The Raptors, Redding Raptors, yeah. yeah. Supposedly they're, they're – uh, they were – planning a championship or a playoff bracket with us, the Bulls, the Wild, everybody. And he had everything set up already, ready to go. I, I didn't know. They, I mean, as soon as that came out, I believe it got posted somewhere in Facebook. Somebody got a you know a glimpse at it, and right away, 
phone call to me. Hey, I heard that you're going. I have no idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> like it, 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 it became frustrating to the point where I literally just turned on my phone. I was like, I'm done. I'm so done. Like I, I have. I'm those kind of person. If I don't have an answer to your question, I, it, it frustrates me. It's not like I can say, hey, well, hold up, let me find out for you. It was not even to that extent right. where I can talk to somebody or call somebody. Again, I have, it's sad to see how it ended due to the fact that I had multiple conversations with the commissioner. <laughs> multiple conversations with the commissioner. And to... It happened the way it happened was just the biggest, and I, this is just me, that was the biggest slap to my face. Right. Because there was a lot of things that I did behind the scene, he did, he did, to assist the AL to, you know, as, as small as getting players, getting teams associated, getting future teams to the AL, and unfortunately that just ruined the whole thing. It's a bad taste in your mouth. Oh, taste is not the word I was using. I, 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 I think it makes it worse when we at least try to get some closure mm-hmm. and our calls are ignored. No response. No no reply to a text. That's no rough. Call back. Like when you ask somebody a question and they just don't have the wherewithal to respond to your question. Right. Not even a, hey, it's just not going to work out or whatever the case may be. But just, I didn't even just get a that. response is rough. I send a text. I didn't even get that. I called. I get voicemail. Um, so let me ask uh, the big question that's on a bunch of people's minds. Uh, I don't know if you heard our episode last week, but I made a pretty definitive statement that if the gunslingers were in the American Arena League next year, I would not be associated past that point. I just I wouldn't let myself get pulled into another situation like that. Um, do I have anything to worry about? Are we even considering... The American Arena so League at this point. I, I see What's Greg up? Nelson. Yes. So well, that's a different question entirely. <laughs> you want, okay, I, want so to, I want to talk about that another time. Let's talk about this first. <laughs> okay. Well, that kind of goes, it could go hand in hand with that, the oh, answer to this question. I mean, it so, does. Yeah. Exactly but, does. So, okay, to answer your question. Yes. Is there anything you should be worried about? Right. Yeah. No. Okay. I'll see you next season. Okay. okay. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fair enough? Yeah. No, okay. I love it. So, okay. so. The American Arena League is not a possibility for the Gunslingers next season. So we're season. already out. Not even no. an option. Okay. Um, do we have options? Yes. Do we have options you can talk so, about? So, um, let's, let's just say... Throw us a bone. Throw us a bone. Ask him, not me. I know. I'm, I'm the... Uh, to answer his question, to answer your question, I am actively talking to, to leagues. Okay. 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 There's nothing set in stone at this point. Mm-hmm. Nothing set in stone. Sure. It's at this point right now, it's negotiations. Yeah, it's really early. It's very early. Um, but again, we want to... I made it known to the leagues that I, if, if we're going to do this, let's do it. And let's do it fast. Uh, they know right now my mentality has changed dramatically. Uh, as far as knowing the fact that the leagues that I am in communication in, they're, they're bigger leagues. So with that comes... So a lot more money. So we're not money. talking about Jim Bob's Texas Indoor Football League. That's that's no. not what we're no, going to no, end no, up. No, that's no. what the AAL was. <laughs> so no, no. Can you tell us? With a straight face choices? too. Shots uh, fired. So, <laughs> top three choices. I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna keep it to myself, RC. Okay. But y'all can do the math behind it because there's not really yeah. a lot of leagues. I mean, okay. The so, larger yeah. leagues. I mean, I could throw out some initials and you, you could. could 
you could, not or you know NAL and IFL I will not. And, and CIF and so to answer <laughs> Greg's question, so, uh, so let's move on to Greg's question because uh, I'm making one. y'all nervous. Um, as far as venue, Greg asks: Is owner, ownership actively pursuing other venues o- options for next season? Not that the palace hasn't grown on us, and, and I don't want to turn. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to turn this into a bash the palace kind of no, thing. The palace is a neat place to play. It was great. Yeah. It provides a certain ambiance. I mean, that's Texas football. We rolled out the field yeah. on the rodeo arena and played yeah. football. Yes, that's Texas. It, it had and its I'm own okay charm. With that. So before you answer, go ahead. I love. I'm gonna make it, it. It did grow on me. Now, sure. With that being said. I know for a fact, before anybody answers or starts asking, I know for a fact, moving into the leads that I'm talking to, that's not... It wouldn't be an option. It wouldn't be an option, okay. unfortunately. Yeah. You know, that's fair the, enough. The Rose Palace served its purpose. Mm-hmm. It, it literally showed us the business side of it. Right. The, the, as far as what work goes behind it, mm-hmm. we now know... <laughs> A lot of things we sh- we are gonna change, you know. One being that, uh, yeah, I agree, Cody. <laughs> uh, one being that, I'll read that facts. here in a second, Cody. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, regardless where we at league at, we know that there are gonna, there are very high standards uh, qualifications that we gotta go through. Um, one thing that I, you know, again, it goes back to us uh i i stress it out to them daily hey guys there's a lot of things that are going to change from this point on moving forward there's a lot of things that we did in the past that can't happen again there's a lot of decisions we made that can't be made this time um but i love the. I, I wouldn't change anything let me just start with that i wouldn't change anything as far That's as the fair. season there's things you would change no and let me let me tell you why because it i mean has, you'd have a scoreboard <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a thing. No, don't say it. Or, I'm, not say it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Because I'm, I'm like, she's like, I did not say that. It's coming out. Porta potties. No, it's uh, it has made me a uh, a better owner. No, I understand that. It has made me all those obstacles, all the adversity that we went through from the beginning, starting with the Blue Monster. Oh gosh, it has made me. A better business mindset mm-hmm. as far as and an owner and I can I'm sure these guys next to me and my sister and Raul uh, it has made us and seen a different aspect as far as what we need to do to be a better organization as mm-hmm. a whole mm-hmm. and we know for a fact that moving to where we're gonna go I almost said it honestly I was gonna say it but <laughs> wherever we go I heard it briefly <laughs> I heard it wherever heard it. we go um just know that San Antonio will be proud. Yeah. We we learned our lessons. I'm wondering how many people are hitting the fifteen second back button right now trying to pick up what you just said. <laughs> uh, nah, that's that didn't happen. Uh, well, I've, said, I've said in the past you can learn two things from everything what to do and what not to do and yeah. this was a first year season we had COVID people don't understand how much that affected things absolutely so I think we did the best we could I mean hats off to all and, of us and, and kudos to the fans uh, honestly it, yes. it, it, they just this past game I mean it showed us that a heck of a crew that traveled up to North Texas more fans really than nice. their own yeah, yeah it felt like it yeah it, it's 
I mean, that picture, I, I posted a picture on our fan. That was all San Antonio Gunslingers right. fans. I mean, I, I, I forgot to actually, like, type that. Like, this is everybody in our side that's, like, rooting for us. But kudos to our guys, to our players, because at the end of the day, they stuck with us through thick and thin. Mm -hmm. I mean, our players were there, uh, our staff, you know. Mm -hmm. I'll be the first one to say, was anything perfect? No, yeah. not at all. Except it, the it, podcast. It, Except the podcast. According to Bill. But just... uh, and the Brian, no, and uh, <laughs> the uh, circling back around to whether we should stay in the AAL or not. Cody Brooks has some thoughts, so I'm just going to read this in its entirety, so that anybody that's listening and wasn't part of our Facebook Live evening, make sure that they know what Cody Brooks thinks of the American Arena League, specifically the American Arena League referees. The AL is a joke of a league, and I'm glad the gunslingers are moving on from it. Those refs shouldn't be allowed to ref peewee flag football games. I'm sure I heard one of them even call the field a court, but hey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so he's he's got opinions. We've all got opinions. We all do. We're allowed to have opinions, but I'm glad to hear that we're looking other directions and, and that this is returning to this is not an option. The, yeah. the beauty of it is that with a new league comes new refs. With experience, right? So um, that's a plus. And and going circling back around to answer Greg's question, I know he's probably been waiting. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> same thing. How we can't say who we're talking to, but yes, we are in active talks with, uh, and we are searching for a new venue. That is the goal because obviously we know that moving up in league, uh, unfortunately, the Rose Palace won't be acceptable. So we are looking. Now, when we were talking about the Rose Palace and just saying, hey, it was fun and it was interesting and we enjoyed it, I read a look on your face, Jonathan, that said that is not how you feel about the Rose Palace <laughs> at all. I enjoyed my time at the Rose Palace, but it, that's that's behind me. You we got to invite him to play poker. We got to play poker. Such a politician. <laughs> you did this on the quarterback question mid-season or, or at the beginning of the season where you just played this po political answer. For us, that that's very political of you. Now I'm just gonna throw this certainly out there. not what I read on your face. So, is there a, uh, an opportunity to look for more owners out there, or are you just gonna stick with the owners that you have now? So I'm just saying because fans have asked me. So, I would like to stay within my core. Mm -hmm. uh, at this point, right now, these guys are my family. Mm -hmm. um, again, I see. I know I handpicked each and every one of this within mm -hmm. the organization. Uh, but that, I'm going to put that aside Okay. and I'm going to answer your, your question very honestly. We are open to hear, we, we are open to it, but what we're more intrigued is investments. Okay. Sponsors. That's fair enough. No, not just sponsors. Mm -hmm. Actually, investors. 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 Okay. investors. Mm -hmm. Can you explain the difference for those who don't know? Sponsors... Uh, it's more. It's more marketing. It's branding. more marketing okay. branding. Put their name businesses, on. companies. Okay. Right. Sponsors. An investor, investor is somebody is, that says, "I'm going to give you twenty thousand dollars for the next season, and then I'm going to get some sort of return on that investment if this goes well." Yes. Correct. Correct. Yes. Now, keep in mind, it, it, it's a gamble. It's a gamble, but uh, that's something that I'm more, I, we are more intrigued in pursuing. Mm -hmm. Uh, but again, nothing is 
we're very open-minded, RC. So at the end of the day, let's say somebody is interested in a, I mean, again, it's it's not going to be cheap. I'll be honest from right, right there from the beginning. It's not going to be cheap. It's not at a all. two, three thousand dollars. I'm in. I'm an owner. No. Right. Uh, yeah, that won't compare nowhere near what we put out our own pockets, honestly, to make this possible and uh, our own investments. You know. Uh, but again, we're very open-minded, and we're, we'll be willing to sit down with anybody that's that. Let's say it's interested. Right. Of, of I got a part of it. I got a crazy idea for you. Uh, oh God! This, this can go any direction. So one of the <laughs> coolest things in all of sports to me is the fact that the fans of the Green Bay Packers own shares of the team. That would be an interesting kind of uh, concept for you guys to run with and sell shares of the team for a certain amount of money. Uh, you know, you're going to print up a certificate and say you're a part owner of the San Antonio Gunslingers. And eh, maybe there's some benefits with that, a, a discount on merchandise, uh, you know, 10 20%, because you're an owner it, of the it, team. Uh, it, it would be an interesting way to... It's funny you say that, because that is actually an idea that I threw on... Earlier in the season. In the, earlier in the season. Yeah. And we just, again, we're... Doing something mid-season is impossible. Right. Yeah, no, because right. you're dealing Absolutely. with next week. Uh, we gotta, we gotta plan for next Absolutely. week. Absolutely. So, was that an idea that we I threw out there? Yes. yes. Uh, but again, there was a lot more, qu- a lot more questions than answers. Like, sure. Right. How? Who? Who do we talk to? How right. do we go about that? Uh, you know, is it possible? Can we even do it? How much percent are we losing? How much percent do we get? See all those questions. And oh, I and there's no, I mean, there's no payout. There's no dividend. It's not like, uh, well, I'm, I'm a one. 100th owner of the gunslingers <laughs> so when they financially do well i make 45 cents like they, well, it wouldn't work that way that necessarily option, if i throw that option out there I, i'm hoping you're that number one fan will say i'm gonna put the first it depends on what the price tag is on i'll be right. really honest with you. <laughs> well i've, I've bring, got i've I, got limited disposable income <laughs> sir i bring it up because so many fans were very impressed they're very loyal to they love the gunslingers and I think they want this team to succeed. So I, that's why I'm asking because they really want to be, to do whatever they can to help out besides going to the games, besides buying their merchandise. I mean, there were people there every single game, they bought more merchandise, you know yeah, what I mean? No, they, and they promised to come to the next game. So I know, I want you to know that there's a lot of people behind you. A lot of people respected what you did. They love the professionalism. They love the athletes. And so they really do want to help you, you know. No, and so sometimes the, the hardest part is to ask for help. And just to know that I've had a lot of people ask me, what can we do to help? Yeah, it's, it's uh, I'm, not, I'm not talking for them. Just me personally, it's, 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 uh, it's been a challenge to say, yeah, I need some help here. But, you know, it's just, that's just the personality that I have, you know. Right. I've always been the person to just be me just do everything by myself if you know it's hey if you don't have it or you can't do something you figure it out right well figure just know out. we have a family here we're here no, to help so you. Let, let me be the first one to say and especially right now if if you have a business and you have a company and you're willing to you know sponsor us please get a hold of myself jonathan or jason my sister or raul um again our email so we have our email like mine is sector.sagunslingers uh, at gmail.com Jason's is 210.sagunslingers at gmail. Jonathan put his first name at .sagunslingers. We're very, yeah. And, it, and it's checked constantly. So, I mean, as soon as an email comes in, 
one of us gets it and, and we'll respond yeah, so right away. please so. guys if, if if you are willing to sponsor us and uh shoot us an email to rc or any of the guys and we'll get we'll get together have dinner lunch and we'll we'll talk negotiate business for sure so what i hear is uh we're definitely not coming back to the american Arena league correct we're looking at larger leagues that would facilitate, that would actually force us to be in different venues next year. If all of that goes the way you guys hope it goes, without being able to share any specifics right now, which I don't, I, I think everybody understands that's not something you can do. Right. Um, am I, am I on point at that point? Yeah. Yeah. And you're looking for uh, certainly investors. Uh, sponsors, even mm-hmm. on the corporate sponsor side, because if you move into a larger league, and I think we've already had this conversation, but if you were to move into a larger league with better optics, mm-hmm. um, something that people knew and trusted a little more, HEB and Valero and some of those kind of things in San Antonio Absolutely. start to become options. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're not going to sponsor a team in the American Arena League. No. Right. They're just not. All right. No. Um, and, and the leagues that we are talking to, is uh, they have a lot more weight under their names. Right, absolutely, and, and and they're a lot more credible than mm-hmm. the AO. Honestly, that was, uh, and I'll be the first one to say that was our challenge uh, going in the beginning, talking to sponsors. And the first thing is like, who, who's the AO? What, what are they? I mean, the first time we met met y'all, I had to literally explain to y'all what is the AAL. Well, right? and to be honest, they, being the AAL, do not do a good job of marketing themselves. That's Their true. website no. looks like Horrible. it was put together by. A college kid in 1995 um, that was in a website class with no updates. <laughs> Very because I constantly updated. I constantly went on there to check to see did they post scores, did they capture any highlights to maybe make a video to show how the games went over the weekend and oh literally so, the same right now you can check right now it looks the same it did when yeah. they started it up right last year and it's like uh, it's still got lists of teams from right. 2019 on there, yes. which, you know, on, on one level you could say, well, COVID, you know, it, I don't it, think it makes it really hard. Anymore. I don't use that excuse anymore. Yeah, no. yeah, um, working in healthcare, you can't use COVID <laughs> as an excuse. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, okay. no. So yeah. the AL, I mean, they didn't do themselves any favor. It, you can't sit down with, uh, you know, anybody that's worth their weight in business and say, hey, I want you to sponsor my team. What team, what league are you in? We're in the AL. The first thing they're going to do is do a, a Google search, right? And, and they're going to find no social media presence because the AAL doesn't have any, and they're going to find uh, a website that isn't great, um, and they're going to look at you and they're going to go, "So you're the only thing that's going to be putting my name out there because this right. isn't doing it, right? Um, you know, this isn't going to help me." So I told I told Hector uh, before I think I may even have mentioned it to you before, you know, dealing with the AAL was like a, a really bad relationship when you first start dating. One one or the other, the man or the woman promises the moon and the stars and I'll give you this, this, yeah, and this. Yeah, because I remember this. you guys being very excited about the American yeah. Arena League. We yeah. were promised a lot of things. Way yeah. back at the Combine. I remember y'all yeah. being oh, very yeah. excited. I, I can tell you now, since we uh, washed our hands with AAL, we were promised an airline deal that wow. was said over and over and over again. We were promised... An apparel deal with Under Armour, if I'm not mistaken, it, it was it was one of the big brands right. of apparel that he was working on, and, he, and an energy drink, and he was like, "Well, they're going to sponsor the league, and that means we're going to have affordable or uh, up to free airfare for the traveling games, 
and all of this stuff because at, back then, before we started the season, they were interested in us going to play St. Louis. Right. The, uh, I think there was a Topeka uh, team in Kansas, Kansas. that they were talking about. So all, all of these things were, were promised. And then I specifically remember uh, being very close to having a a schedule a game scheduled for us to play in Tampa at one point. Correct. Like yes. that, you you guys were telling us like yes, be aware that, that this may happen. Right. Like we may end up having to go to Tampa. And that was through that was supposed to be through that airline deal. Right. And again, at, at some point, there were just the communication ceased, and and everything was pretty much, uh, if not anybody, just thrown into Hector's lap. Literally, he said, what you do with it is now on you. And then he tried to sell the league. He tried to sell it to us. He tried to sell it to North Texas. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't know about that. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't care. Nothing. Uh, I, I, uh, no filter on me. I don't care. I'll say I'll say it because I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. You nothing know? will make you feel more confident in a league that you're joining than somebody going, hey, do you want to own your own league? <laughs> <laughs> It's like borrowing a friend's car and they say, hey, do you want to buy it for a hundred bucks? Wait, can I even borrow this thing then? Yeah. Is overall, it even going to give me anywhere? Overall, it, it, it served its purpose though. As, as negative it might sound and as sad it is how it all ended, it did serve its purpose. We were able to get our feet wet. We were uh-huh. able to get the experience we needed to. And we see now that we are capable of going to that next level and given our our guys, our football players, a bigger platform right. to be more noticed. Well, and let's be fair. If the if a larger league, I'm not going to throw any names on it because I don't want that to come back on you guys, but if a larger league had come along at some point and offered you the opportunity to play up in their league this year, really, just honestly, we weren't ready for that. Like, the the... The Rose Palace and the turf that we ended up with that you guys, uh, you know, got got juked on. I mean, it, it's yep. well, not y'all's fault. Yeah. Um, all of those kind of things would have been a problem. But right this year, this year was a, it was an amazing learning experience. Yeah, you learned a lot. Absolutely, absolutely. But now we can go into next year, next season. Mm-hmm. Like Alba said, we're we're already focusing 100 miles an hour on on next season. Right. We're collectively as a group saying okay where do we go wrong what can we fix to make it right for next year and we just continue to grow and grow and grow we, we have no intentions of going anywhere we like we said it from the beginning we're going to be here for the long haul all right Excellent. let's take another break really quickly and when we come back we're going to talk about some specifics of that future because i have specific questions um that you, i have broad answers that yeah <laughs> that you guys can dance around the uh, answers for jonathan right. i'm looking at you uh, so stick with us smoking guns podcast we'll be right back after this Smoking Guns Podcast, Filipino Mouth, Marcy Woods, Leo Yamas, Hector Garcia, Jason Torres, Jonathan Yim. I'm running out of breath. Oh my gosh. Going through the whole group of people we've got here, uh, talking about gunslingers, talking about the first season, talking about next season. Um, we know now, um, we've been told by ownership, directly from the horse's mouth, yes, that we won't be in the American Arena League next year. That's mm-hmm. not happening. Yep. And that as much as we loved the Rose Palace, that we will probably be forced to find a different venue next year Adios. if we're going to be in uh, a bigger league, a better league. Mm-hmm. So that's news. It is news. But what is You heard it same? here for, yeah. What's first. What's staying the same? Are we getting the, keeping the cheerleaders? Definitely. 
Jonathan. <laughs> That's his department. Oh, like, okay. He's in charge of it. So. so and we're keeping um, sheriff. Sheriff. Absolutely. Definitely. So he's he, crying. Here's here's uh. Let's stay in the same. Some exciting news. Uh, Lex. He's the one that's our mascot. He is now part of our organization. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's going to be involved within the uh, entertainment aspect of, of the team. Okay. Of the organization. So we are very excited. He he's he brings a lot of excitement. He does. He really knows what he's doing. He has great ideas as far as entertainment. So for sure, that's something that uh, I'm looking forward to having conversation with them in the future, uh, because entertainment's what sells tickets. True. So, and what about Andy awesome. Anderson? Cowboy Happy Andy. to see Max join the team. Yeah. Max? Yeah. Max, yes, well, Max. Yeah. What about Andy Anderson? Is he coming back, riding his horse? I guess there's an inside joke there. I don't know. Uh, it is an inside joke. <laughs> it went past me. It went I way past you. <laughs> The, the four of us know what we're talking about. I, I don't. I'm lost. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay. Trust. okay. So, uh, yeah, Andy Anderson, Cowboy, the, what'd you call him, Desperado? The Desperado. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. No, he did a great job. I, yeah. I wouldn't mind bringing him back. Uh, again, it just depends what facility we're at and what are their restrictions are. Oh, that's true. So, right. I mean, we were playing in the rodeo arena, so it was... Yeah, fair game. It was fair game. So I, I don't know. Alba says yes. If she says yes, then I'm gonna say right. Uh, I'm gonna say <laughs> yeah. it's happening. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. So let's talk a little bit about um other things that might be changing or staying the same. And specifically, I want to talk. Uh, I want to start with coaching. Well, that's um, a good place to start. Where we're at with coaching, we've got Coach Q. Um, we've got her taking care of the offense. We got James taking care of the defense. Mm -hmm. um, Coach Louie. Are, are we going to see changes there? Are we going to see moving around there at all? Are we going to find different spots for folks or better spots for folks? Or um, are we going to... Are we going to change seats on the bus, or are we just going to get a new bus? Right. Hopefully get a new bus. Coach Q is nervous right now he watching. Sure. <laughs> he, wants, he wants the answer to this question. He's on the edge of the seat. Uh, you want to take a second before you answer? <laughs> no. I, you want to rub the other eye? <laughs> Y'all saw that, right? <laughs> we did see that. No, I think that you know, as an organization, there are some, some great things that happened this year. Um, and you know, as, as an ownership team, we haven't quite yet had a chance to sit back and, and take in this past season um, as it just unfolded a couple of days ago mm -hmm. uh, to see if we're going to keep coaches uh, and what, what our plan is with, with the coaching staff. Um, so that, that's that. Just still too fresh. Um, it's, not, it's not a hot seat Monday just yet or, or anything like that. So Such a politician just, answer. Oh, my gosh. Right? <laughs> right? Hey, he's good doing, at this. He's doing his job. He's doing his job. Very yeah. so He's really good at this, like answering a question without answering the question. A couple, yeah, more. couple more of these and uh, we might get an and, answer. And I, I have I, – I talk to our, our coaches at least daily, mm -hmm. uh, and, and they all know that. So this isn't news to them that um, that's unfolding. Uh, they know that we haven't sat down, and, and I haven't <clears> had a chance to speak with ownership about the – the plans for for the coaches next year so right and we'll see but as an outsider as a fan i would say with the coach with the nickname dessert you know earned nickname of q and o i like his chances the going into the last game winning as coach in franchise, in franchise that's history right. that's true yeah you're not wrong uh i think what it 
Coach Q has been able to do stepping into a role that was not the role that he uh, originally kind of wound up here for has been incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I love that. Um, I do think that just all around on coaching staffs, you may have, or on your coaching staff, you may have the right people in a lot of places, but they might be on the wrong part, wrong seats on the bus, as I'll say. Um, th- there might be some opportunities to move some folks around and get and, and maximize um, the effect that they have. But that's my opinion, um, and that's what I get paid, quote unquote, for, uh, is my opinion. So uh, that means nothing in the long run. I, I do want to take this opportunity to say how proud I am of, of Coach Q for stepping into yeah. the role. No, I've, uh, I've been really impressed. He, he did an amazing job this year um, at, at his position, um, the way he cultivated the guys and created a, a culture uh, mid-season. Mm-hmm. It, that was amazing to see. Uh, the respect that the players have for him mm-hmm. um, says a lot. Um, they responded to his leadership, his leadership style. Um, his leadership style was infectious. Um, and he, he did an amazing job. I, I, I definitely, he knows that. I've, I've told him that over the phone uh, in person. Um, he, he knows how good of a job I feel as though he did. So. Yeah, he deserves every accolade you can put on him based on what uh, he stepped into this season because the role that he ended up playing for most of the season was not the role he signed up for initially. Not at all. Um, and so that makes, that, that makes the job that he did even more impressive in my book. Uh, okay, let's talk about the hard question. Uh, Player-wise. Ah. And I want to talk about one player specifically to start with. Which one Uh-oh. would that be? Uh, because I've heard somebody say something about this guy, and I think they were uh, they, they went too far. Uh, Todd Mintz inside the arena, and he's been popping up on the fan page a lot. Uh, he's been around arena football. He's watched a lot of arena football. Yep. I'm sure he's listening. And he has no issue with sharing his opinions. Nope. Came out after uh, Sunday's game and said uh, just unequivocally that we would have to upgrade a quarterback and, and that David wasn't the guy. Uh, wow. I don't think that's fair. I do think that there's an opportunity for some competition there, but just cutting ties with David altogether and going, well, this isn't the guy we're going to move forward with is not the right call in my book. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong in that. Uh, I, I think the quarterback position is geared towards high level of competition. Um, that door is always going to be open for any position on the team. Um, that can help our team get victories. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that David did a great job this year. Um, there were there were games that he was stellar. There were games that he wasn't stellar. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's not a perfect person. I don't know if there's any set perfect player okay. that plays football or plays any sport. Um, but well, and nobody's growth is ever straight up. Sure. Not like at all. nobody ever grows straight up. <clears throat> Um, it, it never even looks that way. So I grow more to the sides. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes there are dips, and sometimes you have bad games, and sometimes those things happen. 
Um, I, I mean, I think if we're all honest, Sunday wasn't David's best game. It wasn't. I, I think David, I hope David would be able to say that too um, and say, gee, I, I left some things on the field that I really wish I'd have done better. Um, that I, that I doesn't it, mean that, and I think Todd was making his decision or his pronunciation based oh, on okay. that one game, and I don't think that's fair at all um, because – and. Everybody knows about my history with David, and David knows um, what I've said about him in the past. But Brad. Brad? Yeah. You mean Brad? Uh, in the long run, uh, <laughs> I still see a lot of potential that, that could still be realized in David. Um, and I think while there should be maybe some competition as we move into a new season at that position, um, I think the idea of, well, based on this one game and what we saw – we just need to move on because this is not a guy you can move forward with. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's a fair way to call it. It's not. Uh, and, and I say that because this was David's rookie year. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, many, how sure. many rookies come into the league and just go R- berserk? Rookie, right. Rookies will struggle, yeah. Rookies Nine out struggle. of ten times. Uh, go look I, at the rookie season for a guy named Troy Aikman. Mm-hmm. Go look at the rookie season for a guy named Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they, I, they don't. I still would say that David threw more touchdowns than he threw interceptions. And at the end of the day, you are valued as a quarterback with your win-loss record. And we went 6-2 and two mm-hmm. yep. on the year. Um, so respect has to be given to him for the position that he was in in leading our team. True. Um, I will say this. With us joining different leagues, that position – is definitely a position that is going to have a uh, magnifying glass on it. Mm-hmm. And with that, it's going to open up doors for possible candidates to come in mm-hmm. to take that position uh, from him. And it's up to him to get in the offseason, work on his craft, and prove the things that he didn't do great at mm-hmm. this year. And, and hopefully when we get back into camp, uh, he can make, make in for that and, and, and have a, a bounce-back sophomore year. Yeah, and moving up to another level, like the plan is, as as tough and as challenging as this first season was, you can expect the second season to be that much more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, definitely, a, certainly on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, you yes, you mm-hmm. can't get comfortable with. Okay, we know how this. We know the level of competition. We know where we're at this year because if you move up into a larger league, it's going to feel like a whole another. It, it's going to almost be rookie season two point Games um, gonna be faster. It, it's going to be guys are going to be bigger. Yeah, less stronger. a sophomore mm-hmm. season and more like you know rookie season part two. Mm-hmm. We definitely don't want a sophomore slump, and I and I and I, I fully expect David to get into the off season and, and work on his craft, like I said, um, and just keep working at it. Yeah. So is that are are there any kind of off season plans uh, for players for uh, prospective returning players? As far as uh, workouts and, and, and stuff like that, or is that all on the player? That's so, going to be all on the player. For, okay. So, for, for we'll, right now. just piggybacking to that question, mm-hmm. at this point right now within the offseason, uh, the guys are already sending out their, their highlight films to me, mm-hmm. and I am actually actively sending it to IFL teams and sending them to CFL teams. You know, so with that being said, that is my goal to see some of these guys that I know for a fact deserve to be on that other platform. Mm-hmm. Right. See if let it be CFL, the IFL, the NAL, 
you know, a lot of these guys do deserve to be on that kind of platform. And I'm, but it'd be rough to go into next season and step up into, I don't know, Lee X, because I don't want right. to put a label <laughs> on it. And, uh, you know, I see you look across from. the yeah. line uh, in your first game and Cody Brooks is over on the other side because he stepped up into uh, the larger league and, and then you guys stepped yeah. up behind him. And that is, uh, that'd and be that's rough. A bus- and that's a business. Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm never – and I, the guys know at this point – I'm not here to stop anybody. Right. If, if you feel that you deserve to be somewhere else or something or with a better league or whatever the right. professionalism part is, you have every right to go. My job is to give you that platform, to give you that stepping uh, so you can do and go somewhere else, you know, because it is. I, honestly, I do feel like Cody, greatest example. That man should be playing, and this is just my opinion, yeah, yeah might be different, should be playing for the CFL or even at least have an opportunity to show his abilities with the NFL. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just my Or even opinion. the XFL yeah, when they come back. Absolutely. Know, or the USFL or USFL? whatever's the new FL. spring league is going to be next year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, I think whatever whatever league is is open, uh, a guy a guy like Cody Brooks can be on anybody's roster. Yeah. Yeah. With mm-hmm. his measurables, with his – what are some of the other strength. players? You mentioned, Jason, specifically that my you were worried about one losing, losing guys between now and then to yeah. them moving on to better opportunities. Yeah. What are some of those players? And I mean, I think Cody would be on that list. Cody, absolutely. Uh, and then the other two that are big on my radar that would probably go pretty quickly is somebody like Eric England mm-hmm. and, uh, and Darius Banks. Uh, th- those are my biggest concerns, losing guys like that. And, I mean – they bring so much to the table and have helped uh, that that defense. It's it's just Darius Banks very nearly sat in my lap on Sunday. <laughs> he, <laughs> he came over the Asher board wall and I had to uh, put my hands on his shoulder pads and kind of shove him off me, so he didn't land right in my lap. I, I think overall our starting core guys are just an absolute group of special young men that uh, hell all of them deserve a shot. I mean, we, we see what they did this first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, again, playing North Texas, a team that was derived of, you know, all-star players uh, from former uh, arena teams. And, a couple of know, guys with NFL yeah. uh, stuff. So when you, yeah. when you do stuff like that, it's like it speaks volumes of, of how well their, right. their you know, play is. Uh, Greg Nelson asks, asks a question that we've all already discussed offline or off the show. Um, but I want to give you guys an opportunity to answer it because it's out there. The new USFL apparently filed trademark for the San Antonio Goldslingers. What's the deal? All right. So without giving too much detail, I'm going to make it very short and sweet. Yes, they did. But, and I want to make sure everybody gets a clear picture. We are okay. Okay. We are, oh, we are more than okay. More, okay. more than okay. <laughs> we are more than okay. So, did they? Yes. Are we in a bad spot? We're not. Right. We're not. Uh, uh, we, and thank, thankfully, Leo jumped on that real quick and showed us, but we did our due diligence, and, and at this point right now, we are actively making sure that that's, that's not happening. And I don't understand a ton about trademark law, but I do know that you can file for anything and then there's a process to go through whether you you get it or not. So I could go and file paperwork tomorrow 
mm-hmm. on the trademark Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. It would get denied pretty quickly. It would it would float back to me, and I would have spent my money for no reason, yeah. because that trademark is. Uh, I think they're still operate. Is Coca Cola still yeah, out there? Yeah, they are. <laughs> I bought a can uh, down there. <laughs> I bought a diet coke. Aren't okay. you drinking yeah, coke? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you can, can you can file, you can paperwork, file paperwork asking for anything, and what they do, what I've seen a lot of places do in the USFL, this new iteration of the USFL, no different. Um, they file them in batches, mm-hmm. and so they file anything and everything. Part of that is to get their options and know what their options are, and part of that is a smokescreen so that other people don't figure out. So when Seattle created their, when they were getting an NHL team, when they filed for a trademark of a name, they filed for about 10 different names. Right. Uh, They ended up using the Kraken. The Kraken. So they're going to be the Seattle Kraken. Um, But there were nine other names that they filed trademarks on just as a smokescreen so nobody knew where they were going specifically. Right. Um, So San Antonio, or Gunslingers, and San Antonio Gunslingers were in the midst of that batch file that they put out there, and there's already an active claim on that. Mm -hmm. So while they did file a claim for it, my understanding, again, I don't know a ton about trademark law. While they did file a claim on it, obviously it is currently in use, um, and so that's going to get bounced back to them, and they're going to get a a notice from their uh, trademark lawyer that says, hey, that's not that's not available if you want it it's going to cost you something you're going to have to contact these guys and see Absolutely. what they'd be willing to part with it for and, and the thing about it is with, with trademark law that you file three months later 90 days later it gets presented to uh, a filing attorney mm-hmm. then they determine can we move forward yes or no you either get a yes or no even if you do move forward there's still a litigation process mm-hmm. and it doesn't finish out until your sixth month. So it's a long way to go. Exactly. It is. And they just filed, they just sent the paperwork like last to file week, for right? it on Friday yeah. of last yeah. week. So they so, wasted their money. Basically. I think so. <laughs> so no comment. <laughs> yeah. At, at the end of the day, um, we did our due diligence and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, we actually do have, uh, an expert, on our side, making right. sure that we have all our ins and outs done correctly. Yeah. And make sure that we don't do a big boo-boo and mess it up for us. Sure. Right. But, no, just going back to what Greg Nelson has. Everything's okay. If, Everything's fine. If the USFL wants to be the San Antonio gunslingers when, when and if they come to town, it's going to cost them more than they're probably worth willing to pay. Absolutely. My I, advice to the USFL, because I know they listen. Everybody listens to this show. Of course show. they do. Let's be fair. It's the oh, number one oh, show. Hold on. Maybe maybe <laughs> these guys don't want you to give them that advice. <laughs> it's number one maybe show. They're, on maybe they're hoping they'll come calling. Well, uh, my advice would be either buy the gunslinger name for, what, two? Two mil? No. Three. No. Four? <laughs> Where's my cut? Where's my cut? Uh, Jonathan's on his second uh, hand already. <laughs> either... either <laughs> And this is just a joke. Either give me a big number, right? Big, big, or, big number, or let me own the San Antonio Gunslingers. Uh, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. That's the other um, way. The other thing I would tell the USFL: there is perfectly good if they want to come to San Antonio. <laughs> Alba says twenty billion dollars. Oh. Yeah, I know she's going yeah, like this, but she this. says it. <laughs> if they want to come to San Antonio, I think it's a great market for football. 
Um, I, I'm a big fan of anything that adds more football to San Antonio. I love that. If they want to come to San Antonio and put a professional team in San Antonio, there is perfectly good IP out there that people are already a fan of that is not being used in the San Antonio Commanders. Go grab that. Um, if you really want something, I realize it's not USFL and they want to kind of stick to that whole branding, mm-hmm. but Gunslingers is not available unless you're really willing to dig deep. Um, if you really want to do that, use that IP. Go buy that IP. Jonathan's still counting. Oh Armand says, let's play a game for it with the name on the line. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. What's up, Armand? Well, like, at least I can say, you know, without revealing too much, that if if the USFL wants the Gunslinger name, all roads go through us. Right. They have to sit. Right. They would have to. Us. They would have to come sit down and, and talk with you guys. Have a discussion. Um, now, if they if if something were to come up to, and we're we're just speculating here. This is not saying anything about anything. But if if something were to come along, they came and made this offer. What does that mean for this team? Is it just a rebrand? Is it just uh, I mean, so, what what? Well, it sounds like they're not even really genuinely considering that an option. No. Well, yeah. I'll be honest with it. Um, has it crossed my mind? It has. I'm not going to lie to you. It's There's a difference between my organization, unfortunately, and their organization. They have money. I mean, if they want to take it further with attorneys, they have the capability to do that. Now, if worse come to worse, this team is not going nowhere. I I, I, can, I can speak for, for the guys and my sister and Raul. And at this point right now, we just threw too much sweat, tears, blood mm-hmm. out there just to say, right. okay, we're done. Right. No, but yes, it, it goes back to yeah, we we will just rebrand, rebrand, you know, that's, come out. And yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. That's what I wanted to hear. But mm-hmm. I just wanted the people to hear that yeah. too. And if yeah. they're gonna go all the way and, and offer you anywhere. guys, uh, you know, a uh, just a huge sum for the gunslingers, I've got another piece of advice for the USFL. Uh, go ahead and take the whole kit and caboodle, take the colors, take the branding, take the logo. And incorporate all that into your thing. Do not go back to that blue and silver and green, green uh, spindly leg cowboy no, gunslinger don't do thing. That. Well, that, that that's gonna cost them more because right. that, that logo no for sure. Out of me. Yeah. No, I, yeah. for I, sure. I, I, that's that Hector's and, baby. That's yeah. my baby right there. No, so. I understand that completely. Um, so that that answers some of that question. Um, ultimately, it it doesn't mean anything. We we all saw that. We had conversations offline. In fact, we. Uh, Leo and I discussed about whether we would even discuss it on the show, but since it got asked, might as well address it. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not going to go anywhere unless they're willing to chunk more change than it's worth. I mean, right. they're starting up a business and sinking the amount of money it would take however, to right. buy the branding and off of you guys wouldn't be worth it. However, but I heard that they were partially owned by Fox Sports Network. Yeah, Fox Sports that's and the Springling is going that, together. That's deep pockets. Deep pockets, yeah. Deep. yeah. And if you want to revive something that old from the 80s... Jonathan starts counting again. I mean... <laughs> it's going to cost some money. Uh, we're glad but that Armand Lot is kind, checking in. But despite all that, like the posse, just so you know, your gunslingers aren't going anywhere. Right. No. Yeah. Uh, Armand Lot checking in. Armand, I'm going to be really honest with you, brother. I thought you were going to get in a fight in the fourth quarter. I think you were looking... Which game? For a fight in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, bro. But uh, in the fourth quarter of this game on Sunday, I, every time there was you know a little bit of extra jawing after the uh, after the play was over, 
number one was right in the middle of it. And I was like, he's just looking. He, he just <laughs> wants to fight. He's ready to fight with somebody. Armand's not shy. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's no. not shy. And he was ready. Like, so, he was ready to go. Armand so, is a very special character. His personality is one of a kind. I mean, I can't... I've known this, this gentleman for almost three years now. And uh, it, it, he... That passion is what drives him. It's, that's, mm -hmm. it's not his... It's not that he's Aryan or he's just that bad blood. It's he has so much passion for the game, and when he says "I love my team," he literally means he loves the team. So Believe it. he rather put himself in the middle of a fight, have him kicked out instead of having somebody else kicked out. Right. Yes, mm -hmm. and that's just his personality. That's how that's how I known him since. And it, and it takes a lot for a lot for one of us to calm him down because once he's at it he's at it We're right like, Armand 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 and <laughs> once he go okay I'm good and then again it's turned out like oh okay yeah but I, I great personality with, I Love think him. with Armand uh, a lot of people might not know this but Armand is from Missouri and a lot of people don't know the the catchphrase from Missouri it's the, the show me state show me so, yeah uh, oh. I think a lot of times when guys you know Get out there and it's the chatter and the constant talk and the talk and that you know he's he's like oh show me yeah. you know show me so i can see that this season is over we know second season is coming but is it just gonna go quiet for the next six months or so while all of that gets worked out and happens um are we just putting this thing on the shelf for the next six months and then we'll all. we'll all start no, gathering together so no, uh near the beginning of the year next year so What's gonna happen from this point on moving forward is uh, myself, just just me. I'm gonna keep negotiating with the leagues and see what the ins and outs of, and their you know their preference as far as what they're looking for as far as the team goes. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact the coaches, uh, you know Jonathan Young at this point, uh, they're gonna do what they gotta do to see who's coming in, who's coming out. Okay. Uh, there's there's a lot of things that we we as an ownership uh, will be getting together and seeing. Like he said earlier, uh, what, what are we, what were our pros? What are our cons? What can we change? What should we change ASAP? Uh, but no, we're not going to be quiet. Hopefully, within the next month, um, y'all will know first where we're going to go. Uh, oh, awesome. So you're thinking that quick? You're thinking well, by the no, end of summer we it, may know. Knock on wood. Where by we're going? End, by the end of summer we should know something because again, can't give too much detail, but sure. there's a timeline. I can say that. Awesome. There's and a timeline. So you guys are coming back soon. I mean, for the podcast well, and make well, the announcement. I, well, I can, and what I can tell you, a big part of my job and my role with the team has always been branding, marketing, and stuff like that. So, me personally, I know during this off season there will be a lot of fundraising, a lot of events uh, that we still show face and have players. Um, you know, our, our again, our core guys that we hopefully get to retain. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, we'll we'll be out there and, and stuff like that, um, doing autographs and pictures and all kinds of events and stuff like that. It's not like we're just, now we're off for, for the remainder of the year. Okay. That's definitely far from, from our intentions. So we're definitely going to be out uh, in the community, definitely going to be helping out. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, we'll and that's, be around. that's another reason why we need to get this league situated because, unfortunately, going to a different league as structured as the other big boys leagues are, they have very strict rules. Oh, okay. We want to resign some guys. We want to start negotiating with some of the guys to bring them back. I mean, that, right. that's a fact, you know. But D 
depending on what league we go to, mm -hmm. they have strict rules as far as how long within the season mm -hmm. can you start negotiating. Oh, okay. You know, like for example, the AAL, we were allowed to have practice, start practice as early as October. Right, and we, we did. We, yeah, we and, were there. And, and we did. Right. You go to the NAL, you go to the IFL, you go to the CIF, you literally, have, you literally start training camp three weeks before the, the season starts. Wow, oh, big really? difference. That is that is standard practice. That is standard practice. And, and most of those leagues that you just mentioned start later than we started this yes. year. Yeah. They in start April. more in the, yeah. Well, reason being April, for that, May area. They, well, they usually start late March, but they started somewhere around early May, I think, yeah. if I'm correct. But that was because there was two arenas, from my understanding, that were saying, hey, we can't rent it out yet till this time. So they literally pushed their season back. Gotcha. So, but like I said, I, that's why I'm very, I'm very devoted at this at this point to make sure I know where we're gonna be at because I need to know what steps to take moving forward as far as resigning players, resigning coaches. How soon can we start doing tryouts? You know, all those little details to get ready. So, and as, as, especially going to an arena, and you know, a lot of the questions asked, which arena? Which, well, that all determines on what league. Because right. people, are, the first thing they're gonna ask me is like. Who are you playing for? Well, I'm not going to go out there and say, hey, we're the San Antonio Gunslingers. We don't have a league yet, but we're working on it. I want to go in into negotiations and say, hey, we're with this league. We're with this league. And this is where we're playing. And this, well, yes, and, and this and, is where we want to be at. And let's just be really, really honest. If you walk into the offices of the Freeman and you say, we want to play football here. Their first question, you're right, is going to be, what league do you play in? Yes. And if you say, uh, you know, Joe Blow's Texas Indoor Football League, or you say the American Arena League, um, I think you guys have already been in that meeting where they go, you know, we don't, we got other things uh, that we can spend our time with. Yeah, unfortunately, you, you, you hit the nail right in the, in the head of the that was exactly how the conversation went. It was a lot more, again, it was a lot more question than answers. And unfortunately, I, I hate those situations where I, I'm, I, I go in with the mindset of saying, okay, I, I know if they ask me these questions, I'm prepared. We, we talk among each other and, you know, we make sure that we're somewhere prepared for any kind of question coming to us. Right. Let it be finances or what league or whatever we're doing. But there was, <laughs> I can, I mean, they can, I think, I think what, yeah. what we're trying to hit at is that some people will get this and some people won't understand, so let me be clear. There's a lot of million moving parts. There's yeah. a lot of logistics, mm -hmm. and nothing happens overnight. True. This is meeting after meeting after meeting uh, to you know negotiate, to, to be on correct terms where they feel it's appropriate, we feel it's appropriate, and everybody wins at the end of the day. Right. Um, and, and that takes time. That takes time. And for us, it happens overnight only because we're the ones doing it constantly. You know, Hector and I were on the phone at six o'clock this morning. We're on the phone at midnight. We, you know, we're constantly, how can we do this? How can we do that? Who do we talk to? How do we get in contact with that person? You know, so again, it's a million moving parts. Um, people, uh, we just ask that, you know, to our fans, you just bear with us. It's a lot of hard work, um, but just know that all of our intentions are well. Um, and we're just trying to go in the best direction possible. And, and I think we did that the, the first season for the most part. Again, we're not perfect, but uh, we'll, we'll, uh, 
fix our mistakes along the way, and, and I think things will continue to get better as years go by. Think things aren't going to slow down for you guys. Not at no. all. You got, you, got, you got your work cut out for you, and you're going to be busy. But it's always you, been that way yeah. for us, and we've always right. succeeded. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you'll announce things as they become available. cemented yes. and available, yeah. and, yes. and fans will just and wait and understand that you guys are working. Yes. I'm yeah. going to provide some information that I don't think I've talked about on the show before. And you guys aren't going to say anything because you can't. Uh, but I will tell you that um, in the off season, uh, right around the beginning of no, I'm sorry, it was about November of last year. There was an announcement about an arena football team that was talking about setting up shop here in San Antonio, and they announced that they were going to be in the IFL. And so I actually reached out to the IFL. Um, I reached out and got somehow got the email of the commissioner of the IFL, and I said, hey, I do a podcast here in San Antonio. I'm hearing these rumors. In fact, I saw a press release that this team is coming in your league, and he sent back a, a very nicely worded email of that was probably premature. We've had some discussions with that particular organization. Um, we still have a lot of vetting to do. Ultimately, that all fell through. The thing that he did say in the midst of that email chain back and forth was, we are very excited about looking toward that market to expand into. So while these guys can't say anything, I can say that I've had conversations with larger leagues, with the commissioner of the largest indoor football league in the, I mean, that's where the Iowa Barnstormers are. That's where the Arizona Rattlers are. Those uh, those arena football league teams, after that went defunct, um, the larger ones wound up in the IFL. So that's probably the I've had conversations that direction, and they recognize this market as a market that they would like to be in. So these guys aren't going to say anything about any of that because they don't want to, and they can't. But I will tell you, I've had conversations um, that lead me to believe that larger leagues are always a possibility. Sure. Um, so I don't know if it will be the IFL or if it will be the NAL or the CIF or – uh, that's the three that popped to mind immediately for me. Um, but the idea that, you know, what do we have going for us that a, a, a larger league would even look at our market? Well, that was before anything happened with the gunslingers. And now there is proof there's there's They can look at yes. something and go, Oh, for there's sure. actually a there's product. Numbers. Here. Definitely numbers. Um, so larger league is, is um, not just a possibility. It, it feels like it's just a matter of finding the right spot, people, the right landing spot. People that are relevant, institutions that are relevant, organizations, pay attention in order to remain relevant. Right. And so they know what San Antonio represents when it comes to football. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's recognized the support that, you know, the local fans give to the local football organizations that we've had. You know, the commanders didn't fail because of lack of support. No. And the gunslingers in their very first year, despite many, many challenges, have gotten a good deal of support from from the local fans. Uh, For sure. You know, considering uh, everything that we've seen with other teams within the AAL, uh, having to play on Monday nights, uh, the... the Take it as you want to say it, you know, pluses and minuses of of the the venue um, at the Rose Palace. Despite all that... Uh, attendance numbers were 
Good. Pretty. They look, they look better than anything I've seen yeah. in the Favorable AAL compared to or CIF yeah. feeds we, that we I've were, watched. Hector and I were discussing that, and I think we only noticed one team that had a higher attendance than us, and I think that was the Frisco Fighters. Outside of that, that's an IFL team. Yes. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, we've across the board all the home games we've had higher attendance than uh, all leagues ac- across the board. So I mean that that, that yeah. says something. Our, our we did that in a dusty barn on a Monday. Right. On, on a, a Monday, Monday night. night. Monday. Yeah. So you let's you, see someone you know, else do that. What? Uh, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I'm sure you guys have run the numbers by now. What are what were attendance numbers like? Like what was our highest attended game? I would imagine it was that last one. No, the first the one. The first one. Was, uh, well, yeah, because it was on a Saturday. Yes. Yeah, the first one, I think, and I'm gonna use approximately. Sure. Uh, I don't remember the exact number, but I think we hit about 2,300. Yes. Our last game, we were about approximately close to, I, th- I believe, 1,900. And again, that's on a Monday night. And it's a, a difference night. between a Saturday night and a True. Monday night. At yes. seven thirty. <laughs> yeah. You know, most people got and school was still going on. It was yeah. still the right. last week of school. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, no, I'm, I'm Are we gonna I'm be young. are we gonna be on weekends next year? Oh most definitely. That's the goal. <laughs> no more Monday <laughs> night football. We didn't we didn't want Antonio. Mondays. It's not right. like we right. walked into Rose and said, hey, Can we have Mondays? <laughs> you know. Yeah, are Thursdays believe. available? Can we do can we do you Tuesday? You cannot <laughs> believe the messages I got. Why are you playing on Mondays? Why are you, guys we didn't go Yes, uh, Monday's available. Okay, great. Thank you. Sign me up. We'll take the next five. Yes. Right. No, it, right. it was nothing like that. It was literally guys, this is all we have. And just like I said it before it's i'm sorry within the work that we put in within the off season it was not an option for us to say well let's wait for 2022 let's see what happens right right no it's either hey guys and they knew it and and you know and granted i was a hard-headed one because i was like no 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 i want the freeman want the freeman and he painted it very very straight picture jonathan had to call me and separately talk to me and say hey look look at the pros here and i had to put my pride away say you know what you're right this this has a lot of potential, and it did. It well, really did. And in the long run, uh, I mean, seeing now in hindsight, hindsight's always twenty right. twenty. If you'd have walked into the Freeman for your first year and rolled out the Blue Monster for your first game, Ouch. that might have been the end. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not kidding. Agreed. That might have been the Agreed. end of everything. And, but, and with the cost of what the Freeman is, that's I mean, true. Yeah, uh, I mean that that would have been a devastating. It was it was pretty bad. Like we were all there. Um, none of us felt good at the end of that game because we were like, hikes, this is not what we thought it was going to be. Um, well, we bounced back. Fixed it, and it was great. Not we, Alba. Alba fixed it. Well, it got Al- fixed. Al- Alba, Alba, Alba fixed it. Fixed it. <laughs> yeah, Alba, um, Alba Raul came through for us. Yes. I mean, in the clutch. In the, Jesus Christ, did she ever. All I did was drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that had to happen, too. Yeah. I mean, that know, had to be part of it, too. So, let me go into the field. That way, there's no air so buzz or questions about it later on. We are working on putting the logo in the middle of it. Yes. Sure. And we are moving forward of removing those head zones and buying new head zones with yeah. our names and stuff like that, too. So. Yeah, anybody that thought, and, I, and at one point I was even like, Look, maybe we'll get this done during the season. That's just not going to happen. Unfortunately. No. Like, you can't take just, the chance on yeah. it because if you if you do it and and it gets screwed up somehow or gets delayed in shipping what or are you whatever yeah. like then you're screwed you have something that's going to work it may have the wrong branding on it it's fine it's going to work for now 
We'll work on it when we have yeah, a lot and, more time. And, and I want our fans to know that we didn't have those extra 20, 30, 40 staff members to control different aspects. It was literally what you see out there. I mean, mm-hmm. y'all saw it firsthand. We mm-hmm. did. Thursday night to Friday night to Saturday morning, we were all there working on that field. So even with that turf, as as nice as it looks, don't let it get you fooled. It, it was a challenge. And hands down to Raul, that man stayed morning, night, setting up the field. If it wasn't for him and the team that he would he would put together on this, it would have not it would have not happened at all. I'll be honest with you. If it wasn't for that man, he probably Ra- did. He probably Raul's- did about eighty to eighty five hours a week for about three weeks straight. Amazing. Raul's a Mexican. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a definition of a Mexican right there. And not a Mexican, so let me tell you. He was going to get it done. Oh, and there was no extra buts. And you know what? Through all the adversity and challenges, I think, and I'll be honest with you, and this is just my opinion, I think he was the most positive out of all of us. Hey, yes. And because I'll be at work. Unfortunately, my job comes. Right. And I'll be in the phone saying, hey, Raul, how's it looking? Well, we're not there yet. And I'll get nervous. Like, what do we need? And he goes, right. we'll get it done. Like, not once did I ever hear any kind of, I don't know, man, I don't think this is going to happen. Or, I don't know, man, this is this is not looking good. It was always positive. Raul and- is the most optimistic person I've ever met in my oh, life. Absolutely. Wow. We absolutely. could be, we could have been on the Titanic sinking. He'd be like, no, bro, I think we can get it to float. <laughs> like, that's Raul. And I'd be like, no, we're going down. He's like, no, it's cool. Don't worry. We'll be fine. That, that's Raul. Amazing. Raul wouldn't push nobody off the door. He'd be like, there's room. Come on. Y- yes, like, that's Raul. That, yeah. is, that is the guy that he is. It's, uh, I am proud to have him as a business partner and beyond proud to have him as, as my brother-in-law. Awesome. He's that one person that I I I could tell you right now. I'm proud to have Raul as my as my hat hookup. Yeah. (laughs) I'm telling you, meet him by the horses. I'm right. (laughs) If you're the man to go to, I have a bone. Um, And I will say, I talked to Raul because he actually personally called me when we got a refund on the jersey. mm -hmm. You know, that's the kind of man that he is. Oh yeah, he called everybody. Mm-hmm. He called everybody, and if he couldn't get a hold of you, he emailed called you. Again and and he, called again. Or he would call you again. Yep. Now speaking of jerseys, hats, all that kind of stuff. Uh, there you go, geek, geek, nerd, nerd is live now. There, I'm Leo. a geek and a nerd. Sorry. Uh, all of that stuff. Tell us a little bit about because we talked about it on the show, but you're actually here now. You're doing your own stuff as far as merchandise. At this point, so, right? uh, yeah, actually, uh, I started my own manufacturing company. What's it called? Sports Apparel Company. Because they got to go follow it. Yeah, so uh, I'm hoping everybody goes and follows it, likes it. You know, uh, I am, the company is called uh, Sweat Sacrifice uh, Success, so Triple S uh, Sports Apparel. And it's just that I'm devoted to football Triple jerseys. S, not to be confused with Triple X, right? Yeah, Triple S, S Triple S, S for for a short term, but it just is most credible the, websites. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. So sponsorship? Yes. No, absolutely. Um, again, I'm, I'm. It's uh, it's just within the experience that right. we had within the season, and, mm-hmm. and you know, falls back to if you want something done right, you sometimes do you gotta do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, so like the hat that Leo's wearing here, that was you guys, right? That's mm-hmm. us. That's um, us. And so, the other uh, black camo hat he has, that was us. Yeah. So yeah. I need a new hat. I, I, I got better. one of those. He's I got a black better. camo hat too. 
Did you did you get a did you get a black camel hat? I did oh, get a black what? camel hat. It was the last one. I've got the it. last one. Really? <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lily. Sorry, Philip. Loves me. She's great. Uh, well, that's great news. So, uh, as we wrap up here, what do you want to say to the people that listen to this podcast? You want to go first? Uh, I'll be the last one. Uh, for for me, I I, I would say. Continue, continue, continue to to be there and support us. Um, stay stay vigilant on the social media because obviously that everybody knows that's where we, you know, post breaking news. And literally, we don't we don't wait for a buffer. We don't wait to give news. As soon as we know, we put it out asap. We don't wait. So um, just bear with us. I know it may not come as fast as you'd hope and like, but I promise you, we are working around the clock every single day of the week to bring you the best gunslinger product there is so just be patient and just know that we're working for you and uh, we'll have answers to your questions as soon as possible and we thank you for your support Jonathan wake up well, <laughs> he was taking a nap guys for those uh, not, on the, not on the live he's still, yeah. he's still counting I'm still <laughs> counting all the millions of <laughs> <laughs> um, all I can say is, is thank you gunslinger nation uh, from the bottom of my heart, um, I just want to say thank you to the rest of my partners, um, Hector, hell of a hell of a first year, um, Jason, hell of a first year, huge, huge, huge shout out to our other two owners that are not here, Alba and Raul, uh, huge thank you and love you guys for everything that you've done for the organization, uh, to the coaching staff, thank each and every one of you. Um, for your your effort and your time uh, to my players like I told y'all in my my message thank you guys for rocking with me as a general manager um, we we accomplished a lot of good things uh, look forward to next year and building on our successes we had this year uh, for the new guys that are going to come in um, for the old guys that are there I cannot I can't thank you enough for, for what you did for our organization to come in and uh, take the the roller coaster ride that you were on with us, um, the practices, the long training camps, uh, the guys that never miss practice. A huge shout out to Jonathan Taylor, um, who was coming from out of Ooh, town yes. from Houston. Uh, never missed a practice outside of the ones wow. I told him he could miss. Um, a lot of a lot of things that happened during the season that a lot of a lot of times people don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the transition of coaches. I want to thank the guys for for stepping up, uh, coaches for stepping up, and just a, a huge thank you from from everybody, from our staff to the venue that we played at, to Don, uh, just everybody. I mean, there's a there's a lot of people that, to Taylor, six shooters, um, all of our cheerleaders that we had, um, to our mystery man that uh, is our mascot. <laughs> uh, we already gave away Max, Max is his name. Yeah, Max. Sorry, Mr. Max. Max. Max Power. Max, Max our Max mystery, Power. our mystery Sheriff Power. Sheriff Power. Um, all of our sponsors. I cannot, I cannot get off without thanking all of our sponsors um, for their contributions to the team. It did not go unnoticed. Uh, we hope that we that you branded with our with our company, and I hope that we branded you guys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, lastly. I said it before, but thank you to our fans. Um, without you, none of this would have been possible at all. 
uh, and we, we, we truly thank you. And uh, last but not least, thank you to this podcast uh, oh. for sticking with us, for accepting us um, the way you did. Uh, it was a hard sell that 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 meeting that we had. You know, Philip came in with the San Antonio Gunslingers, and the first thing I said, "What the hell is this problem?" Yeah, that's exactly what we said. <laughs> the old Gunslinger shirt. Yeah, yeah, sure did. I said, "What the hell is this problem?" But uh, thank you guys um, for, for covering my language. us. Thank you guys like, for covering the games. Um, didn't go unnoticed. We, we're forever indebted to y'all. Yes, and as Raul said, and Jonas, yes, he is a part Jonas, of it. Jonas, that's true. Yeah. Without him, uh, for those that don't know, without him, there is no production uh, for the live stream. So Yeah, uh, none of that happens without Jonas. Nothing, yeah, absolutely. Nope. So, God, big, big ups to him. Yeah, he saved me on the watch party because I didn't know what I was doing. So. <laughs> I'm glad he was there. Uh, you know, believe me, I, he brought his laptop, he was connecting things and unconnecting things, and before you know it, magic, there we were. Your turn. Well, the big boss. Yeah. CEO. <laughs> How do you beat that, though? That's amazing. Dang it, I should have gone Politicians first. Politicians are always <laughs> <good>. <laughs> I should have gone first. Politicians are always good at the thank yous. That's true. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. Well, well, I honestly they're not good at answering out. questions, but they're, they're good at uh, the thank yous. I, I did leave some people out, and um, I didn't mean that purposely, but I do want to give a shout-out uh, to Joseph Butler. Lost his, his mother this yeah. season and played um, his ass off in Mississippi. Played, yeah, played a, a hell of a game. Yeah, um, Jordan Seminot Seminot yes. has had a lot of, of losses to his family. Um, thoughts and prayers out to to him and, and his family. Um, we've had a lot of a lot of a lot of adversity. Adversity. Yeah, that's came and and I don't want the guys to think that it's going it's going to go in vain. Uh, we we definitely thank them. For, for showing up the way they mm -hmm. did and responding to that adversity. So just want to let that let that be known. Yeah, for sure. So let me start with this first. Um, without any tears. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Um, I'm already looking at you and I'm going, he ain't going to make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I personally want to thank my wife first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's Who been, at the start of this whole deal was not even that. That's right. She yeah. Like, like, yeah. So she is, she's been my rock. She's been my biggest supporter through all, all this. Uh, without her, I can be honest and say that uh, the gunslingers wouldn't be here right now. I mean, I, I still remember the first day I brought up what was just an idea at that time and told her, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. I know for a fact that I can surround myself with the right people to make this possible and as you can see I, I feel very happy that I have mm -hmm. um, but yeah I can't thank her enough she's uh, she's the main reason this is what it is at this point right now because there was points where I doubted myself there was points where I just said I don't know this might be just too much mm -hmm. and, and at points it was a lot I mean you y'all read those messages I mean we got you know, we got tackled a lot of times with with some things like, "Oh my God, how do I, how do I turn things around?" And uh, she was always the one to tell me, "Stay positive. You mm -hmm. know, pray, stay positive. We'll get through it." And secondly, you know, it's the guys. I mean, uh, let's be honest. I, I I started with with Jason, and, and I'm glad that he finished this journey with me. Uh, it wasn't easy at all. At no point can I say that this was just, 
you know, as easy as one, two, three. Uh, but this man st stood by me when I first threw the idea at him too. And right away, remember, it was just like, how much do you need right now? And <laughs> here it is. Sent the cash up and while we were still on the phone. He was and, like, what, what the hell? <laughs> you know, uh, I have a great, beautiful relationship with, with Jonathan and his, his beautiful wife, his best friends with Adriana. So I'm blessed that I was able to meet him uh, within our relationship, you know, and him too. Uh, you know, I pitched out the idea, hey, what do you think? And right away, he's like, let's do it. You know, and just having that, knowing that they had the confidence and the trust in me to say, hey, I'm going to be with you, lead us. That is the most beautiful thing about it, that at no point did I ever feel them hesitate about it. I don't know, should we, should we not? They were all for it. My sister, Raul, <laughs> they know it. They know it. I, we wouldn't be here right now. I mean, let's, let's be... Let's, let's we, be. We, we started it, but she she allowed us to finish it. Yeah. Hands down. So, this has been a an amazing experience, to say the least. Uh, we went through many obstacles, many, a lot of adversity. But I'm glad to sit down here with y'all right now and say that we made it. Mm -hmm. We are ready for season two. We are already preparing for season two. We are excited to see what the future does have for the gunslingers. And we we just, at the end of the day, it's, uh, we wanna make sure that our community, San Antonio knows that we're here for the long run. And at the, and they are the reason that we can't push it. <clears throat> the days, the Mondays, y'all coming into the games when you know, other people would just rather stay home and just go to sleep and get ready for work. Y'all came out, supported us. Y'all were what drove us to make sure that we were going to finish this season. And even after the AL said, you know what, guys, we're not doing the playoffs, I could, we could have easily said, you know what, we're done. Let's right. cut the season. Let's wrap it up. There's In fact, no there were some people saying you should. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what? Man, there were people I, out there reaching out and saying, "There's no reason to finish if there's if there's nowhere we can go with this. Don't even worry about yeah, it." Yeah, and, and trust me, did it cross my mind? Absolutely. I'm like, man, I'm gonna save money here, you know. But let's be honest, it, it wouldn't be fair for the fans, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's you know, and when they brought it up to me, saying, "Hey, what do you think?" My answer, and they can tell my answer was say, "You know what? No, let's let's finish the season strong." Whatever happens after the season, we'll figure it out. We'll see what we got to do. But at that point, my focus was let's do it for the fans. The players, devotion, their dedication, day in, day out, they did it for the fans. You know, we pushed through so much. And I can't thank enough the players to, but for sticking behind us because it wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. We, we, there was a lot of things we should have done differently. But for the players to say, you know what? You got us this far, let's finish this. Sure. And that's something I will never forget and it's so admiring uh, to know that we have class men, classy men in our in our organization. Um, and there is one specific player that I really want to bring up, uh, that is Pierre Turner. There was a lot of times, and I can be the first one to admit this, there was a lot of times that I had questions as far as, again, this is my first rodeo as far as being able to understand the business side of it with when it comes to players. He's been in multiple, multiple professional teams. 
and he was a great mentor as far as hey Pierre what do you think about doing this do you think that guys will take it the wrong way do it and he was always so transparent and blunt uh, I couldn't I couldn't gone through a process without Pierre Turner at this point I mean he is a great asset and for him to actually uh, stick around with us and you know believe in us and always and he was another very positive person I mean I, I never heard anything negative coming out of Pierre Turner at all if anything he knew I guess when I was kind of in those moments like you know just upset at myself or upset about the, just the situation he would be the first one calling me hey man you want to talk about it you know uh, so and congratulations to him I know he's uh, pretty soon having another baby girl mm -hmm. coming up so I know he's gonna take some time off and you know and, and take care of his his family and uh, nothing but blessings but overall just in conclusion thank you guys um, you have been a you have really been the backbone of this organization I can't thank you enough uh, there's nothing I can say to thank you enough honestly um, and finally, to all the fans out there, uh, be ready, guys. Uh, 2022 is only going to get better. So over the past uh, few days, I've seen a lot from you guys, and I've seen some stuff from fans. And we've always kind of set ourselves up as this conduit between the team and the fans um, and kind of a voice that goes both directions. Right. Um, so let me do this a couple of different ways and say personally, um, you guys give me experiences that I never thought I would have. Um, I got to call basically an entire season for a football game. I got to do play-by-play, -play, which is something that I've never done before. I got to travel with the team for the first time. Um, I you got to, die. yeah, <laughs> I got to almost die on a bus. On the team. Um, we created <laughs> memories. No, there was. There, it was. It it has been uh, just personally a really interesting season, but um, and and a lot of fun in a lot of ways. Um, but you gave a fan base that that a lot of them didn't have anything to hook on to anymore. They came together for one thing, and it kind of left them. And so they were able to uh, hook into something new, and I think that's going to grow from here uh, because there are other people that were still weary of this whole thing, and let me see it make a season before I get uh, ready to jump on board. But um, I just want to express... Just kind of some gratitude from a group of fans that were looking for something to grab onto and looking for something to support and be behind. And uh, you gave them that. And no, it wasn't perfect. But what we walked into knowing that this is going to be different because it's different circumstances almost from the ground up. This isn't somebody coming in with millions or billions of dollars and being able to put uh, football in San Antonio, this is going to be grassroots and grown from here. And so, yeah, the first season is going to be played in a, in a rodeo arena. And, you know, the first crowd is going to be 2,200 people and not 30,000 people. Um, th those kind of moments uh, are where you grow from. And you've given, uh, you've worked hard, harder than any, uh, you know, ownership group I can imagine. Um, of any of those previous iterations of San Antonio football. Like, you know, mm -hmm. those guys weren't setting out their own field and and taping down their own turf. Yeah, and working through the night. Yeah, yeah working through the night. And, uh, you know, they had divisions of people going out to gather their sponsors. They weren't doing that themselves. You guys were. Um, you guys were doing this all on your own backs and times and uh, in the midst of having full-time jobs and getting married sure. and buying houses and, 
you know, living life and doing all of this too. Um, pandemic and winter storm. That's yeah, <laughs> pandemic and winter storm. So the fact that you were able to uh, make your way through all of that and start something and complete a season, which is something that we didn't get the first time around when That's we gathered true. together as a community, is a big deal. And I'm excited about season two um, and where that takes us. I wish it were here already. Um, I realize yeah. there's a lot of work to do between now and then. But I'm ready for it to start like now. Like, I want to make announcements and I want to see practice starting and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go right now. You guys? Well, if I say anything, I'm going to start crying. So, um, so I'm not going to do cry. that. But I will just say that I'm very, very proud to be part of the Gunslingers family. And it really means a lot to me to, um, to be getting cowbells from the moms and cheering and bringing yellow towels and hanging out, tailgating and taking pictures and just being part of it so um it was great great meeting the moms the families everybody the kids so i do want to say thank you to everybody um who um listen to us uh who bring stuff to um when we go tailgating and telling me all the problems so i can come bring them on the podcast and tell them about the potties you know the porta potties <laughs> i said it she was gonna uh, get it in there i was you gonna knew get, she was I gonna, gonna get, get it, gonna in, get there. it in there i was but I just want to say thank you to everybody and everybody who came out and supported the team, the families, the moms, the brothers, the sisters, the daughters, the sons, everybody's. And thank you. And like I said, um, I'm going to try not to cry. And, and as a thank you, uh, regardless of where we play, even if it's a, a big arena, we're going to have a part of a porta party just for oh, you. Oh, thank you. Uh, just, just for that. you. We'll, we'll get one just for you. Thanks so Arson much. It means so session. much to me. You know, back in the day, I had a punch named after me, but now I get a porta potty. Hey, I'm moving up in the world, right? Is that up? <laughs> Is it? Well, you know. So, as, as a um, not born, but raised in San Antonio and a big sports fan uh, and big football fan, I've always said whenever there's a, a a professional football team local to San Antonio, I'm going to support it, you know, because I want everyone to support it. And I can't, I can't, I can't say someone should do something. I'm not doing it myself. Mm -hmm. So I've always said, I'm going to support it to the fullest, which is why, you know, I'm, I'm so interested in buying whatever kind of gear I can get <laughs> t-shirts, hats, helmets. helmets, you know, I want a helmet up front since day one. I think I'll still, I want a helmet. Um, that's always been something that I said, you know, I'm going to be a supporter of because you know, I love San Antonio. I'm not going anywhere. And I love football. And I want football in my hometown. Um, so when you guys came and pitched us that first that first day, you know, we were skeptical because we had been through, you know, one disappointing experience. Mm -hmm. uh, but we came to listen because at the same time, it's exciting. And I knew I was going to get behind this team after that meeting. You know, I, w I knew I was going to support, support it. What I didn't know that I was going to get behind and support was the ownership the players, the training staff, the coaches, everyone involved because we became such, we, we got to know everyone at such a personal level. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys are here sitting at my house, you know, we're doing a, doing a show. Uh, and it's, it's, it's become much more than that, just supporting a team. Um, so just to kind of break down those barriers and, and allow us inside, you know, as, as kind of shoulder to shoulder, you know, going back to the very first practice training camp, you know, on the field, you know, there's lines that you normally don't cross. And you guys were like, you know, come on over here, you know, from the very start. And it's just been a different kind of experience. 
and it's it's been awesome and i share the i share that sentiment with philip where i'm excited for season two um it's quite an accomplishment to make it through one season and get to the second one and i agree with philip i think that's going to be kind of a, a landmark where mm-hmm. people are going to say oh they're in a second season so this is this is real now because yeah. they, they wanted to see that proof of concept and i think it's only going to grow and and get bigger especially with the people behind it because you guys have proven that you're putting your heart your soul your blood and tears everything into this mm-hmm. um and and you're not going to let it fail you're, you're you know as long as it's you can help option. it as long as you can help it um so it's 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 now more than just getting behind a football team in San Antonio. It's much more that much more than that from my perspective, and a lot of that is because of the experiences you've allowed myself, Lolis, my wife, and the rest of the podcast crew to have. So, thank it's, you. It's been great. Thank you. Next time, eat the tacos when you come to the office. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet there's still some of those left somewhere. I'm pretty sure I ate them. <laughs> well, uh, it's been it's been a great season. I mean, I realize we we wish that there was another one, you know one more game to go. There's not. It is what it is. Um, it would uh, it would only be fitting in building something that you wouldn't get to the pinnacle right away that you would have to build to that. Um, so it would have been kind of odd to just walk into this thing and win it all the first time out and be like, oh, we got this licked. Like, we got this figured out. Um, it's all about building something. And you guys are building it from the ground up. Like, mm-hmm. we saw uh, something that was an idea in your head. And now you've completed your first season and you're moving into uh, a time now where other people are reaching out to you and saying, "Hey, we like what you're doing, and maybe you wanna you wanna partner with us to do some of that." Um, that's impressive. That means something. <laughs> Cody Brooks says, "Just remember, what got you here won't keep you here." Uh, I, I get that reference. I do too. <laughs> but we'll move forward. It's, you're getting a signing bonus next season, my man. <laughs> this will be a season that we look back on hopefully four, five, six seasons from now. And we laugh about the Blue Monster. Uh, I mean, we already kind of do. That's true. Um, but we'll laugh about the Blue Monster and the death death ride um, to Mississippi <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, all of those yeah. things. I want to thank the Lord for keeping us safe through that ride. <laughs> sure, like, really. Yeah, it was you so cold on that bus, too, man. Excuse so me? Cold. It was so cold on the bus. Yeah, for the first two rows. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, it was 185 degrees in the back where I was. So. Then and the back where you were and where the toilet was. which That I, did not work, oh, along but, with the Wi-Fi but I and the TV. I go... You put yourself in the back. Nobody else did. That's, That's, true. True. That's true. I mean, I wanted to be by the restroom, but then it, it didn't <laughs> work. So, anyway, so yeah, <laughs> memories. memories. Uh, no, yeah, we'll look back on a lot of this stuff and laugh and have a great time, um, and we already are on some level uh, laughing about some of this stuff. But it, it's where it all started, mm-hmm. and so the the beginning has ended. Yeah. Um, this is the end of the beginning, but it's not the end of really anything because we're going to move forward into something bigger and better um so we're gonna 
wrap it up there. We're gonna end it there. Uh, I will tell you from the JD Bar and Grill Mobile Studio. Yeah, That's always. Right. We were there uh, last week. Yeah, you were for the yeah. watching party. That That's was great. Right. Um, I'll tell you that I don't know when the final episode of the season will be for us. Um, we don't know. But I think we've got at least one more that we want to lay down. We can do one more. We can um, do one more. So this is in the final <laughs> season for our final uh, episode of the season. But uh, I'm thinking of a, a celebration kind of thing out oh, somewhere. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, I'm always up gather some fans together fun. and uh, celebrate the season together. Maybe one more time with a live show um, would be a lot of fun. And then we'll wrap things up. But we're going to wrap this episode up now. Hold on. I'm reading, okay. I'm reading yeah. from Herman. He's a patron. So That's I'm going to read what he has to say. What he's going to say? Say more. <laughs> Definitely can't in, uh, deny the investment of everyone from owners, staff, players, even the podcast team. Truly undeniable that everyone involved really cares about the city and the fan base. Might see more. Oh, there we go. Oh, um, you might, might see more. <laughs> might have already been said, but thanks for making such a tangible, uh, this such a tangible and personal adventure. Uh, great way, thank you for uh, this the uh, fan himself to reach out and say it, and one of our patrons. Well said, um, Herman. Thank you, Herman. You know, when it comes to professional arena football in San Antonio, uh, we have a message for all of those leagues out there looking for a. Um, a franchise, a, a built-in product that is available and ready to run and ready to be part of what they do. We got a message for all those teams in the IFL and a message for teams out in the CIF and a message for the teams in the NAL. We even got a message as we throw up the deuce for the American Arena League. When it comes to football in San Antonio, we got the football, we got the fans, we got the food. We do. We got it all. And when it comes to football, uh, the 210 has got something to say. Bang, bang. Guns up. <laughs>